powered from the Perdomo Cigar Studios on the Red Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from down under outside Brisbane, Australia. It's episode 64 of the Primetime Jukebox. Tonight, we put, talk football, big game halftime shows with the one and only Fred Rui. And as always, the Primetime Jukebox is sponsored by Perdomo Cigars, awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal. The Perdomo 20th anniversary brand is consistently in the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th anniversary blend requires tobaccos that have been carefully hand-selected in a well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers, a smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sun-grown, and a dark, oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combining these beautifully bourbon barrel-aged wrappers with thick, high-priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo Cigar is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly claimed cigar brands include the Perdomo State Selection Vintage, the Perdomo Double H 12 Year Vintage, Perdomo 20th Anniversary, Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary, Perdomo Abano Bourbon Barrel Aids, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Almenso 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the new Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And I want to mention Aganorso Leaf. Great leaf makes great cigars. Aganorso Leaf stands out because of the distinctive flavor of our Carojo 99 and Criollo 98 seeds cultivated by Cuban agronomists on the best lands of Lapa and Esteli, Nicaragua. When you smoke one of our JFR, JFR Lunatic, Guardian of the Farm of Casa Fernandez cigars will experience the unique taste and aroma that makes Aganorso Leaf special. Smoke one today and enjoy the signature flavor of Aganorso Leaf. And of course, we want to mention JRE Tobacco. The authentic Corojo leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the golden age of cigars of Cuba, the leaf of choice to wake some of the world's greatest cigars because it is one of the most challenging ones to cultivate. It fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamastran Valley in Honduras, Julio Aroa took on the challenge of growing Corojo from the original seeds, and in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Corojo back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business, from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the Jerry Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Corojo. Now with Jerry Tobacco, Julianus and Husto bring their very own brand to market, each containing that authentic Corojo leaf. Aladino is available in 100% authentic Corojo Puro, San Andreas Maduro, Ecuadorian Connecticut Shade, Cameroon Urbano wrapper, representing the Golden Age cigars from 1947 to 1961. Now available in local retail, be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco. A legacy is tasted in every draw. And finally, by Drew Estate. Drew Estate's about to make someone a whole lot richer. During a series of freestyle live shows, the company announced it will hold a Bitcoin sweepstakes with numerous incredible prizes during freestyle live events, including a grand prize of one full Bitcoin for a lucky fan to be announced on the February 17th, 2022 edition of Freestyle Live. During three of the company's freestyle live events, the company selected the names of five people as winners and are entered into a final pool of 15 people that are eligible to win that grand prize of Bitcoin, and it will be unveiled on that February 17th show. You can find out more at DrewEstate.com or on their Facebook page, Facebook.com forward slash DrewEstate. And remember, all the live streaming for the Primetime Network shows, as well as the California Studios for the Primetime show, is sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate. Well, welcome, everybody. This is primetime episode 64. This is an, uh, an early February edition. This is Will Cooper. I am in the Perdomo Scott Studios here on the Red Stage. 
And I'm joined uh, by my friend and colleague down under, Mr. Dave Burke. Uh, hello, Will. It's a chilly, like, 85 degrees here today. Um, oh. So, you know, summer no. is not quite as hot as it usually is. No, it's uh, it's not as hot. But, you know, it was, uh, it was interesting. Dave, we had Jonas Santana on from Blackbird Cigars. Yes. The other night, and we yes. did tell him the story of the bird attack. So... He's very yeah. interested in, in uh, hearing Fred, about <laughs> uh, Our distinguished guest, Fred, I just I don't know if you know, but, but like but over my shoulder, there's a nest. In I do gutter. know. I, yeah. I, I, I do know about the bird attack. I actually saw photos or still photos of it, I guess. <laughs> well, well, Fred, you know, what was funny when that happened. Like, see, I have multiple screens up. Right. So I knew that Dave was having a problem with birds. But what I didn't realize is how those birds were like coming that close to him. Uh, it was. Oh, yeah. They're. It was incredible. Me. Yeah, they were they were going like right. In, like you thought they were gonna go right into the camera. <laughs> so yeah, that the... that just make that that makes for good live TV. I mean, <laughs> I want to have a show so popular that the guests literally could have showed up ten minutes later after you got done reading all the sponsor stuff. I mean, it's just, <laughs> just a, I mean, you know, that's that's a big effing show. That's a big show. <laughs> it's a big show. It's a big show. <laughs> <laughs> A uh, big game, big game. Well, you know what? We want to welcome in uh, formally our guest tonight, uh, Mr. Fred Rui, uh, friend yeah. of the show. Uh, yeah. Great to Thank have you. him back on. Thanks, Fred, for doing this. Thank I'm you. glad I didn't screw the time up this time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was all. No, no, I'm, I'm happy to happy to be here. This is fun. This is fun. I look forward to it. No, I know. I know. So, uh, no, great. Greatly appreciated as well. Um, so, yeah, Dave, it was uh, your your bird moments of, are just becoming legendary is what I, I just got to say. Hey. Uh, it's uh, it's frog season now, so that won't show up during the, you know, <laughs> during the thing. Se frog, frog season. Wait, what, what, so what does that mean? Like the frogs so, will come after you or. Uh, oh, yeah. Like do you have, we have frogs in our house all the time that I have to, like, capture and release. Um, I've got gators. Big, so, you know. big, oh, yeah. I don't have to deal with that. I, 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 I The most dangerous thing that lives by me is like the brown snake which our neighbors have had, we have not had in the, in the yard. It's like a five foot snake. That's like, it's like the second deadliest snake in the world or something. Yeah. yeah. We haven't had those, but uh, we mainly get frogs and birds. That's about it. We have red foxes on the property, which Ooh. aren't dangerous in themselves, Ooh. but there is a fox den and on my property. It's a little, really? further, it's further back and you can, I have to, I, you can't mess with it. Is, uh, Sounds like National Geographic or something. And it seems yeah, like every, and every year we have them there. Yeah, and I have to tell people who are working on the trees to be real careful because yeah, that, that why, you don't and why is it, why is it why is it a den? Why is it like a fox <laughs> living room? Or I mean, who picked that? Who assigned that? Who, I That's mean, right. The fox bedroom. I mean, who decided it's the den? Why is oh. it the parlor? I'm, I'm afraid. Ooh, a I mean, look, parlor. I'm, a, oh, I'm afraid to parlor. say the word. I'm afraid to say the word fox right now, Fred. After the attacks I've gotten this week, is what I'm just gonna tell you. Oh no, attacks! <laughs> oh, what? I'm not, you I'm, I'm not gonna ask. I'm not asking. I don't want to know. Yo, yo, it know. will come up. It will come up in this show. I can promise you because we're going to talk about something. But yeah, I've been getting attacked uh, for just liking music, unfortunately. So, yeah. ooh, I got to I can't ooh. wait for this. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, this Bring is in getting... Spotify. Yep. Oh, well, well, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Coop. Yes. Quick, quick jukebox news. Yes. So the the I got one more song list to come out, and then I'll give the links to you for the top. I think it's like top hundred songs of the year. Yep. So you will have that. 
The oops. That's the oops. So that's oops. Dave's. That's Dave's. Like the stuff he forgot. Just keep. Going. Yeah. <laughs> it's all these people are like, why is it this song on there? And I go, well, because I haven't listened to it. And then I listen to it. I'm like, wow, that song's good. And I make the list. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 the ultimate like participation trophy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But, but except it's weighted just as much as the the final. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, you know. Yeah. So and then I got so dedication show. I have an entry up on how that works. Um, starting to get some dedications emailed in, which is nice. Um, so if you have a dedication to a loved one that's passed away, what you do is you send it to cigarjukebox at gmail.com, the song and a little bit of a story. And then we have it on the show. Now, Coop and I, we have the show at like the end of March. Yep. So if you want to send them in, what the, what's go- they're going to need to come in. Um, I figure by like March 22nd. That's about the date I was looking at, too, um, which is March. That gives, we do the show, if we do the show, March, record it March 26th. Yeah, that gives yeah. Coop and I time to uh, um, time to um, bring them all together yep. and get get it all so we don't miss any. Um, so we got to collate right, just, so, all of them. So just to be clear for anybody listening, um, if you have a close friend or relative that say on the edge of passing away, in the next couple of weeks is probably better because then you'll catch the deadline for the show. Uh, if it's a plug unplug situation, you might want to, you know, kind of dial that in. Um, sorry. Well, the, are we live? Are we live? Well, the, the beauty of it, though, is it's not it's not dated. It's an evergreen show. So you could just sort of like go, you know, it's, there. You, see, it keeps giving. It's like it's like planting them under a tree. There you go. <laughs> so you can kind of hold on to it for a while. If Fred, you like. Fred, that may be the best thing you've done since the cat story. <laughs> <laughs> it won't top the cat story. I can promise you. No, but... That one was that was tough to beat. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we got that. Uh, and I guess the last thing, Black History Month this month. Yep. So we're going to have uh, I'm going to do some music stuff. We did a similar thing. Like around the Black Lives Matter, we did a lot of like civil rights era music. So we'll sort of put some of that on there for people to check out all during the month. Yep. So lots of stuff coming on the on the website. You have some articles up there too, Coop. As a matter yeah. of fact. Oh yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> all Uh-oh. I wanted all I wanted to do is report on what was going on about Spotify, but there is unfortunately I have been attacked. Um, and I'm by Spotify. I, no, I'm being attacked by people who hate Neil Young and people who love Neil Young. I can't <laughs> win. How can you be attacked by? I can't win. I can't win. Only coop. Only coop. And all I want, you know, look. And, and, and by the way, I'm gonna. Ha- I have something at the end of the show for the Neil Young fans on on, a, on an album archaeology thing. So, oh, and the non Neil Young fans. So just so you know, I uh, no, I like Neil Young's music. The thing is, I've always it's always been about the music with this show, right? Um, but what's going on right now with the uh, Spotify? It's been Dave. It's been probably you know we mm. do a lot of stuff on the website. And the re- outside the reviews, I think this has been the biggest thing we've had. Probably, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's generated more more conversation, and I'm okay with the conversation and stuff like that. It's just when when someone just starts calling me, you know, when they start taking the political shots, it's like you know, this this is this is not. You don't even know what my politics are. I don't know how you can make an assumption. Um, wow, I didn't know you're getting. See, that's the thing, Fred. Coop is I, like. I, I, <laughs> Coop on the it's show cool. is like, yeah, is is like Switzerland. Know. He's neutral. He's you know talking about what he thinks. I go out there. I just like blast Damn. people. Don't beat up I'm Dave like, on it. 
Dave's been very clear on where his position, and we don't censor Dave, by the way. It's not about censoring. Only, like... only, only, only Coop can be the Switzerland that everybody wants to attack live from the Red Wedding stage. I mean, yeah. I just don't. I mean, I get it. I mean, wow. I tell. I'm just like lighting people up. I'm like, this guy's an idiot. I'm just going off, and then and Coop's the one that gets the <laughs> gets the stuff. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's so, but there isn't, but I did put an editorial out there this week and I really talked about how this is a, there's a lot of winners, more winners than losers with this whole that's thing. A, that's an excellent article. That's really good. Thank you. Thank that's you. Good. When, when Jack Tarano told me it was a good article, I felt really good because Jack's like, could be my biggest critic. Right. And I mean, that sincerely. And he's like, Coop, that was a real, I said, well, thank you. I said, it was true. I didn't, you know, <laughs> it, it was, I just felt it was true. I don't think this is a bad thing we're going through right now for the music industry. So um, we're music industry is being talked about like it's never been talked about in years. So uh, this is not a bad thing for us. Uh, gave us the, we needed, we said David needed some sort of a boost this year, although I didn't think it was going to come this way. No, but it's interesting. That, and we're getting into the Spotify stuff, but what's really interesting about that article is just sort of like what I found interesting is how you sort of say, well, here's all the winners and why. Um, and it's just interesting, like, you know, when you look at it, you just the publicity that everybody's sort of generating. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. And, and, and then when and then I guess Spotify now is like, I guess, back down a little bit because they're going to put warnings or something. Yeah, Which I don't know how effective that is. I don't know how effective that's going to be either. I don't know if I agree with that, but um, you know, then again, you know, it's there's it's you know, this is a private, still a private service. This is not public mm-hmm. domain. People got to keep that in mind. They can do what they yeah. want. If you don't like it, you go somewhere else. That's that's what I tell people. Yeah, I mean, and I looked this up. I'm like, well, when's the last time someone pulled stuff off? Because we talked about the Beatles taking forever to put stuff on. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah. So Taylor Swift in 2014 pulled it off. Yep. Because of um, I can't remember. I think it was the money. She was something. And then there was, was a contract issue. Yeah, I think it was it was when she was going through that buyback of her music or or being able to re-record her music. Mm. I think it had something to do with her contract. It wasn't I don't think she did it for a political stance against. No, no, no. I mean, and then she. She and then she put it back on in 2017. So it's off for a little bit. Now, Taylor Swift's story, like Fred mentioned, is a bit different because the ownership of her stuff around that time is very murky. Yeah. Like, what did she own? What did she not own? Um, and and I guess um, I mean, because in terms of pulling it, pulling stuff off, like I said, it's happened before. I think this. I think a lot of. I don't know about you, Coop, but it seems like a lot of the buzz around the Spotify stuff has started to die down. I know India Re said she's going to pull her stuff off. <laughs> it hasn't been pulled yet, but I. I know. And same with um, Crosby, Stills, and Nash said the same thing, but it hasn't been pulled yet. Is what I've seen. Yeah, and Springsteen, and McCartney, and even Joey Mitchell have sort of said they support him, but their music's still on and on the Australia side anyway. It's still here too, and I. I don't think it's going anywhere with those guys. That's I think they made their stance, but, you know, it's a different situation for them, you know, uh, so I don't think it's going anywhere. Well, it's interesting, Fred, because we were talking about it. And I think what Spotify is terrified about, not about, you know, these people pulling it off, but they're terrified about like what sort of happened to Netflix and that like they're worried about record labels making their own. Yep. Their own sites and pulling their stuff off. So if like Sony said, I'm going to have my own streaming site or something. Yeah, but you know the the one thing that it's it's a big animal to build distribution. So mm. you know the and and the networks, by the way, you know which which paved the way for Netflix. 
Um, it never would have happened with the exception of, so Fox Studios was where all the shows were filming from the legit studios. It wasn't a Fox network, it was Fox Studios. Mm. And when and, and basically it came down to some bean counters, as I understand it, and said, well, wait a minute, let's just build our own damn studio and we don't have to pay all this money to Fox Studios. Yeah. And Fox said, well, okay, hold my beer. We'll go ahead and do our own show because we've got these vacant studios. And so they come up with Married with Children and Simpsons and then they crush mm. it and create an entire network. So that paved the aspect for, for uh, you know, other yeah. animals. Netflix is interesting because Netflix is muddying up the space severely because of what our expectation is on content versus mm. dollars. So mm. you compare, it, it messed up the space. So basically Netflix is raising their rate to 1995 or whatever it is. But yep. you look at the size of the Netflix library, just the new stuff they come out with, <sighs> but also, also what's already there. So then when NBC, you know, Peacock or somebody else goes online, go, hey, we want $12 a month or whatever. And you're like, well, screw you for five more dollars. I get all this. So Spotify has the same thing, has a, it doesn't have a path forward on that. Pandora is there. You're either on Pandora or Spotify. And really, that just happened to be whichever one you picked up first at the time. Uh, mm. Apple Music is probably Apple the only Music. thing to put a dent on it. So I don't think they have to worry about a collaborative record company trying to go their own route and keep it off everybody else's favorite medium. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Nah, it's, it's just interesting yeah. Yeah. how the, the whole digital music space works and how who owns. I think what, what's been interesting about the Spotify thing is it gets into like who owns what and like, you know, if an artist said, I'm going to pull it like Bruce Springsteen, right? He's like, oh, I, I don't. I, yeah, I agree. I can get my music off there, too. But like he doesn't own it anymore. Like he, he doesn't, doesn't own. own yeah, he sold it off. So it's that's sort why, of like, well, yeah. what do they think? That's why all he so can do is well, come out I don't know. They can, yeah. I don't know. They can. I don't yeah. know. That they can. And that's actually a question on Neil Young, because apparently part of his rights were sold, but not all. So did he maintain yeah. control on distribution, which everybody said, well, this will never happen. He's never going to wait and want to pull distribution from somebody. Well, guess what? You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, your, your 50 million dollars you invested in yeah. part of his portfolio is now in jeopardy. Or is it really? Yeah, no, it's 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 a very interesting. It's yeah, thing. You know, I, I, it looks like it's got a little bit of legs left, Coop. I mean, I don't know how much. No, I mean, the well, Spotify, since I wrote that article, the Spotify stock actually kind of dipped again. So because mm-hmm. uh, when I wrote it, it was it was kind of rebounded a bit. But since then, it has dipped a bit. So that's always going to be the thing you want to watch is if the stock price continue. And I don't think it will. I think no. ultimately it will come back up and uh, it will come up slowly. But, um, you know, that's the ultimate thing you'll look at is how this thing's affecting the shareholders. That's going to affect all the moves the CEO makes. And I didn't say that. I think know. that I think the life of this is very much an equal to how long you see the memes. And when the right, memes right. start disappearing yeah, yeah. and nobody cares anymore, it's gonna, it starts to go well, back up and stuff like that. Because the political people. What has to scare? Yeah. What has to? Yeah. What has to scare Spotify, though, is the millions in value that went down on one guy's move. Yep. Um, because that's true. Because yep. it put it put a lot of people never would have thought about it. They knew about Rogan, but it it actually mm. gave users the power to go, wait a minute, I don't like this. And here's how I can get back it. Oh, I didn't even know I could, you know, be mad at Spotify or support Neil Young. And that it put a spotlight. That's what they're more afraid of than anything is I, people I, calling them out on who's on their platform, good or bad. Yep. Mm. I that's a great point um as well. I think that's a very good point. You know, like I said, Neil Young was able to move off the platform when a lot of people would have thought that was an impossible situation. Um, he moved off more money off Spotify's value than he made in 10 lifetimes. 
Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's gonna look. He look. He already look. This was all in the works. Like he had the works to go back to Sirius. <laughs> like that was already in the moves. I'm sure he's got some exclusive content he'll be doing with Apple or something like that. Oh, uh, he did. I, Apple Apple leveraged that 48 hours later. Oh, hey, yeah, that's right, 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 right. Yeah, they were so, all over that. Yep. So yeah. I'm just saying, there's gonna be he's gonna make that money back. I mean, whatever that thing is, I'm sure he said to the to the people who own his uh, his oh. content, like it's we're gonna make this back. He goes, let's just do it this way. I want off of Spotify. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But some good news, Coop. Yes. Dolly Parton, finally up for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I, I never saw Dave get so excited about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as this year when Dolly Parton. Got She's the in. One and in is my is my guess. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, look, I, I know we're going to. Yeah, go ahead, Fred. Go ahead, Coop. I was just going to say, um, I look at her when you get the, you know, an actor just died that's really old. That you're like, I didn't know they were. I didn't even know they were alive. <laughs> When I heard Dolly Parton oh, no. was up for whole, I'm like, I'm like, she's not already in. in? I mean, yeah, one well, of those they did when the when the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame first came in. They did like foundational members, and that's when a lot of like non traditional rock and roll people came in. Like, I, like there's a couple country people, like Johnny right. Cash, maybe some other people. Um, and she didn't get in with that sort of wave. Um, and then it's taken like forever. It to get a nominate. Yeah. This is a first time nominated. Keep I it. know that's right. insane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So I think Dave, our next show, we're going to be going into this more, right? Yes. Um. But yeah, I mean, you can also there's 17 nominees. They're on the um, Sogard Ukebox page. But I'm sure you're gonna and you can do your vote. So the way to vote counts is, uh, you can vote up to five, and then the top five gets submitted as one ballot. The hundreds of other writers. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, but uh, I had a couple. I mean, I was really happy to see Duran Duran on there. So, because uh, you know, I, yeah. I, so I was really, really happy about that one. And Lionel Richie. I think I was surprised yeah. Lionel Richie hadn't been nominated either. So, well, what's interesting, and this goes to Fred's like, I'm surprised he hasn't already in. It's like then people that didn't make it last year aren't nominated this year. And it's like, what were they like worse? Like, <laughs> like how does that work? Like all the well, sudden, how, many, how many people, how many people get in though? In, in, in a given year? I don't think they have a number. I think it's usually what, like five to eight. Usually. It's I mean, kind of like baseball, you know, so, got to reach yeah. a threshold and then they get it. Right. And, 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 and it's a lot, it's not a lot. It's less than a dozen by far. So, yes. you know, point B point being is that, you know, that's not a lot of people. So you really think about how come, you know, Dolly Parton or Duran Duran or, you know, all these people roll back around something like that. Now you see go, you know what? It's not it's not it's not easy to get in. I mean, it's you know, you we only get six people get to go. Then there's another, you know, 10 at least that you left out that were probably very deserving. And that stacks up every every year. Yeah. You know, I, I actually think, for example, I think Lionel Richie's got nominated this year because he's gotten the exposure on American Idol. I really, I really think Duran Duran did a very strong media tour for their last album, and they got nominated. Um, I can't. Dolly Parton is, is just one of those. I can't figure out. I mean, how she just hasn't gotten in. I mean, I, I can make a case for maybe why Duran Duran didn't get in. Dolly Parton is just one of those unsolved mysteries. I, I could not. There's no. If she doesn't get in, I'm going to be shocked. But, but again, take that list of fifteen and go. Okay, mm. I can only pick five. 
you're going to have some of those 10 that you're like, dang it. I, I you know, yeah. I, I guess this just isn't their year. So it's not that you don't like all of them. It's like, would Dolly Martin make your top five? I haven't seen the list yet. I don't know if she'd make my top five. It, it's just, it, yeah, it's interesting. She's not leading the fan vote. I can tell you that, Dave. I oh, well, she should. Thank you very well, much. You haven't, you haven't, how many times did you vote? You can vote every day, just, you know, Dave. <laughs> oh, yeah, it accounts for what? That's the thing that gets me. And then we combine 8 million votes and it accounts for 0. 0.5 of a vote. To, <laughs> it's like, what? anyway. Yeah. But, like, she's, you know, hey, yeah, yeah. but she's nominated. So yeah, that's good. That's good. And then just yeah. an update on the cake mix. Uh, my wife said it's not getting released till, till March, but she is going to get you the cake mix. Dolly Martin cake mix, Fred. And she Duncan asked, Hines. Yeah, the, she, we'll send you the frosting, too. <laughs> she actually asked me. I said, yeah, send them the we'll send them the frosting in his next what? package. <laughs> the Dolly Parton frosting, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't want to know. I don't even want to know. <laughs> I'll bake a cake and bring it on the show. <laughs> oh, uh, so no, that's good. So yeah, we got. Well, we'll have a show on that um, as well. I, I know we'll have that coming up. So. Mm. Uh, all right, now we we'll get into some smokes here. So before we do that, uh, developing palettes review of the week. So Fred. I don't know how this started, but we always just talk about a review from the developing palettes guys, um, just because they're so entertaining. So, Dave, you picked <laughs> out the Laranja Azaleto this week. I did, but I've been I, I have to say, well, I haven't, I haven't had that cigar. It sounds a bit, you know, but I, I have been watching the panel coop, which you are on. And Charlie from Half Wheel, it is just fire everywhere. I'm I like was calm through. on that. Did you notice there was a point where I just like shut the camera and my uh and my sound off because I didn't want to get implicated in some of the stuff. Oh, I it always was nuts, Fred. I get the blame for that show every year. That I, I haven't like, seen this yet. I haven't seen this yet. Uh, Monday I, night. I had, it, I had it it, it this past Monday. Yeah. Ch- Charlie was just on the warpath. I don't know what Charlie was. I don't know if he woke up wrong. I don't know what was going on, but he was like out for blood. And surgeon, surgeon was yes. surgeon's hands are good. I guess when, when John started talking, I just like turned the camera and the, and the sound off. I'm like, I'm not getting blamed. blamed on this. One. Oh, was that with the um <laughs> when we were you were talking about the review sites or whatever? Yeah, I'm like, uh, there's a review site chat, uh, Fred, where they talk about review sites. Oh, you gotta. It is names oh are named. <laughs> it is. Oh. I'm innocent, is what I just said. No one can implicate me this year. And, and people wonder any... why. People wonder why I did not start up a review site. Now, now there you go. <laughs> There's your reason. I mean, it's just like we've got enough for those. Yeah, we got enough of this drama, right? Exactly. And, have they have they gotten any feedback from that show, Coop? Oh, uh, actually, a lot. Uh, it's it's been. I know it's been well viewed. I haven't heard anyone in an outrage about it yet, though. Really. Yeah, (laughs) but that's because they had that's because I didn't get blamed for it this year. Like I've gotten blamed for that. Like Aaron, the the deal is Aaron always hosts the year end, like one of the year end shows. Right. We do something on Jukebox a little different, but Aaron kind of uh, we don't do that on our regular show. That's because Aaron was doing that before he came on our show. So we've just kept it like that. But I've somehow gotten the blame for it every year. See, the the theme, Fred, uh, right now is that like, you know, on this show, I can say things like, you know, I'm 100 percent behind Neil Young's politics. And I think Joe Rogan is an idiot. Right. But now Coop's going to get all the hate mail about like, why did you say that? <laughs> and the theme is like Coop shows up on shows. Uh, that oh, other no, no, people... <laughs> I, I, 
Yeah. <laughs> I'll get in trouble at the end when we do archaeology. So I'll just get in trouble at the end with that. Ah, uh, Coop. That's the theme. Is like people are just taking shots at Coop. Oh my goodness! It was like, and and I'm like, hey man, can we just not talk the politics? If you want to argue about the music debate and stuff, I'm cool. With it. No, they just they just pile it on more. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like, I, it's, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's shame on me for actually reporting music news because you know, cool. uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but boy, oh boy, it's uh, it was an interesting week. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so what are we smoking, everybody? Let's get Coop in trouble for that. Yeah. We got. I got the uh, Crown Heads La Patissier. I think it's called. It's oh, nice. Fancy. Nice. Yep. It's um, really good, Cooper. You had it. Um, I have it. I actually no, I have had. It. That's the that's the um. So that was the PCA exclusive that Crown Heads did. It's the Connecticut Broadleaf. Uh, that's coming out of Tabacalera Pachardo. Ex- excellent cigar. I think it got a little overshadowed by some of the other releases, most notably the uh, the Serie E. Um, yes. and I think that's what I got a little shadow. I, I, I personally think they should have put a band on that cigar because it just yeah. kind of gets lost without the band, but that's nothing to take away from the cigar. It's an excellent cigar. Have uh, you had it, Fred? Yeah. Yeah. Oof. It's very good. I liked it. I think, I think Coop's point's valid as far as things getting lost. Um, crown heads at the last show. It, it, it was, I mean, they did a good job of separating what was theirs and what was the other stuff coming out, but it was a little confusing of what was specifically their portfolio versus not and some of the other things going down. So it was a little, it was easy to get confused. And I basically like, confused mind kind of checks out. I don't know that it got quite the um, attention they should have mm. on, on everything they put out. The Serie E though is, was definitely a runaway. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, and, and in general, like I said, I think, the one thing that was I was a critic of the show is the PCA exclusives just really weren't marketed well as a whole. Mm. But I think as anyone marketed it, it was Crown Heads and Ace Prime. They did a good job with theirs. Well, come on. I mean, the show, the, the booth that was dedicated to only hold the exclusives was empty. It was they, empty. They didn't even right behind they, the they Caldwell, right behind the abandoned yeah. Caldwell booth. <laughs> yeah. You have the empty yeah, PCA I mean, so, pavilion. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. One of the that was look. I think they. I think PCA did a good job at the trade. That was one of the big misses. I think if you if they can get that going this year, have a pavilion for some of their showcase cigars. Um, look, I think yeah, that's a big, that's big, that's gonna be a big win if they can pull that off. It, it's it's not it's not it's not a well one. It needs to be up front if you're gonna do it. Do it right yeah. up front and, and really really give those guys some love. This isn't a PCA show um, as a whole, and I think I've said it before. I thought they did a pretty good job. Uh, yeah. There were misses on some things. And and the misses were things that I'm like, God, you guys had a long time to figure this out. I'm this part's a miss. Yeah. But generally speaking, from the size of the show, didn't hurt my feelings as far as you know the people were there that were doing business were doing business, and it wasn't a it wasn't bad. Um, you know, and there were misses on their part just because you know nobody knew exactly what was going to happen. It's tough to hedge all that. Yep, agree, uh, agree. What are you smoking, Coop? Well, Coop's okay, so with the theme. Yeah, so I didn't want to light mine up yet because, you know, this is kind of a nice artistic cigar. So this is a special football edition cigar from two years ago, the Miami Super Bowl here. Uh, So the Florida Minicana, they release this uh, every year to the host city or the host state of the Super Bowl. Uh, So this is all uh, this is a Dominican uh, forward blend. The wrappers are all uh, Ecuadorian Habano uh, with some dark Maduro accents. You can see they cut out the football. 
Um, and these are always just great mm. cigars. Mm. C- Carney's doing our football uh, show, uh, which is going to be more sports on which will air the day yeah. after you're listening to this. And uh, we're going to smoke the new one for this year that went to California. Right. But uh, nice. I didn't want to I didn't want to like unveil the thunder on that one. I did get that cigar, but this was an excellent one. This was one of my favorite ones, the one from two years ago. So I'm thrilled mm. to light this up. That's, I think I know. What do you got? I think I know. Fred yeah, what do you, Fred? Oh, uh, I actually um, grabbed a couple of the humidor. This the one that I started with um, that I'm halfway through is uh, Sebastian's Cavalier. Yep. It's got the mm. gold. Well, oil yeah. on it. Yep. Um, you know, it's it. I respect somebody that comes out with something that's got a unique angle to it, which I think it's nice. It's easy to spot. It's memorable, um, which is tough to do in this industry. In this industry, you're two inches away from your competitor. And, you know, what makes your cigar? I mean, bottom line, I've said a million times, 80 percent of this business is marketing. Um, mm. You know, you got you got to go out of your way to make a bad cigar. Uh, now, there are cigars we like better than others. But in the reality, you can pretty much smoke. If you've got a reasonable shop. You can smoke pretty much anything. Yep. Um, this is a cigar that uh, I, I haven't smoked for a little while. And I'll get on a kick with them and I'll just start smoking a bunch of them, pulling them out of the, one of the humidors. It's just a great, no drama, some good subtle tones to it. Uh, it's a great cigar. It's a white uh, label, so right? To... That's a white label? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I think. I, I, yeah, it is the white label. Yep, yeah. yep. I took the label off. No, I figured that, yeah, yep. Uh, I, I agree. And, then, you know, I, uh, it was, I had it. I had a tough time smoking through the gold at first for whatever reason, right? Because mm. it doesn't smoke really clean through the gold, but it burns. But it's just that's the way the gold is. There's nothing wrong with the burn. I'm about to get to. I'm about to get to. Ooh. So. But but I tell you, Sebastian, Dave, uh, I don't know yeah. if you've had some. He's doing some great stuff right now. And he's actually now got his own factory going down there right now. Um, and he's, he's a nice, he's a nice guy. What he's a nice a guy. A nice guy. Yeah. Um, you know, guy you want to root not, for. Not yeah. pretentious. You yeah. Know? Yeah. He's, I, I, that's a good point. It's a guy you want to root for. He's not pretentious. Yeah. Um, just, just kind of, you know, but I mean, I really enjoy his cigars. I think that yeah, I, I think too. they're really good. And I, I'd like to see him get more love, you know, nationally. I mean, I have no idea where he is on the spectrum of people moving up, but, um, I think, he, I think he's got some good stuff. Yeah. I'll have I to check too. it out. I haven't had any of those. No, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, Dave, I'll have to it's get you something. It's a great breakfast cigar. Mm. Yeah, I'll have to get you something in the next shipment. We just don't know where your shipment is right now. It went, hey. went to Miami hey, twice. Man. It's oh, went, the, to Charlotte it's, twice. Oh, went to Charlotte twice. I sent it, and then it came back to Charlotte. That is bizarre. Like, yeah. But but hey, every every cigar on this show for me is a breakfast cigar. So, yeah. I, you know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So I, I'll, I'll work before, that in. I'll... Before we went live, before we went live, just so everybody knows, so I can fess up to it. Very confused by both of us having light because <laughs> it's almost it's it's almost night here. He's got light. It just completely threw me off in all fairness. <laughs> oh, Coop, you got some NFL hits. Let's get the hits in. Let's do it. Yeah, Let's I mean, do this. So, I mean, we're going yeah. to we're, we're going to get into we're going to get into uh you know, half 40 shows. minutes later, we're into the NFL part of the NFL right. episode. And it was so much. I know there was so much <laughs> way to come. But uh, this is not a, usually not a marathon. show. Uh, we have the big game coming up. So um, let's just kinda, I, I, I have a prediction for this game, but I figured let's just first go uh, around the horn and see what uh, the predictions are for the game. And then I have well, I'm going to talk Packers because we can't leave that off. We can't let no, that you can't leave that off. Yeah. What, what, what do you got? No, you can't. You prediction can't. for the game. What do you think, man? 
I think it's a coin flip. I think it's a coin, honestly, mm. because, well, who's favored? What? How much are they favored? I would we think know? the Rams it, would be, surely. I, well, I haven't. What's the, He's going to look up the line. So I, I um, don't reckon the line's know, more than five. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta give the edge to the Rams if I, if, if, if you force me to pick. But you know that one playoff weekend with the four games that three of them were field goals in the last second, and the other one was an overtime. We've probably never had such a strong pool of of teams all the way mm. to the very end. I mean, there's always those blowouts. There's always those playoff just blowouts, you know, and so and it was pretty tight. So I got to give the edge to the Rams. One, California. Uh, you know, two, I just think, you know, a little bit more well-rounded team, but I, I would not be surprised by either team. It's interesting you say that, Frank, because it seems like this playoffs is very top-heavy. Like, he had sort of blowouts that first couple weeks, and then the championship games and stuff were really good. Um, so it seems like it seems like there was, like, the top, like, what, like four teams or so, and then, like, a big yeah. gap, and then everybody else. This line is um, close, yeah. But I see for me, I I was I was wa- I was watching the Chiefs um, Bills game, thinking to myself, whoever wins this is going to win the Super Bowl. The problem with that is that both of those teams lost. <laughs> so, so so I, yeah. I, I don't I have to go with Cincinnati because if I think, oh, well, since well, whoever wins this is going to win the Super Bowl, then Cincinnati beats them. I don't, and I still, I don't know, I don't know, Skip, if it's the NFC North in me, but I do not trust Stafford somehow. He, I, I mean, don't you know. know. Staff, he's, he's a beast, but you know, the other thing about Cincinnati though, is that, I mean, man, they got that underdog kind of just, I mean, be afraid of that. Be afraid of those guys that are super hungry, that are playing for city really hard. I mean, it's well, interesting. That's, yeah. that's the thing. Like the Rams strength is their defensive line. And Burrow's coming out of these games getting sacked like 75 times and still throwing for like 500 yards. So it doesn't yeah. seem to affect him at all. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Very good point. So the line, guys, is four, depending on you look at four, four and a half, right? What's the over under? Do you see the over under? I haven't yet. I haven't been able to find Over under would be big. 40 uh, uh, something, probably? Yeah. So it's Ram, it's Rams by four or four and a half, correct? Right, yeah. Hey, listen, yeah. take it, take yeah. your money, put it on. I, I hope I'm wrong on this. I hope I'm totally wrong. Take your money and put it on the Rams. This is one of the worst offensive lines I've ever seen in a Super Bowl. <laughs> going good. up against one of the best defensive lines. Uh, this is going to be a blowout by halftime, guys. This you is reckon? Gonna be, I think you're looking at 39 to 20, something like that, as the final score. I think well, we, be, we thought I the hope, Patriots I hope Super Bowl I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Too, so. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, I yeah. I'm, but I want to be wrong, guys, is what I'm going to say. You uh, just posted your your Giants Super Bowl coop. I mean, that's evidence, you know, that anything could happen. You know what's funny is the first, the two Super Bowls, right? The first one I didn't believe would happen. That second one, we had some confidence, right? It was weird, yeah. right? There was some confidence in that second game that if we, it, but that was only because we did it in the first Super Bowl, right? But I, I just, yeah. I just, I mean, and I hope look, Burrow's a great story. Look, it's gonna be great for the cigar industry. If he wins the Super Bowl, I guess he's I can see Crown Heads and Miguel. Miguel Shodell is the national sales manager for Crown Heads. Oh, he a better Cincinnati, get on that. He's a Cincinnati fan, but he wasn't a football fan. He's become a football he fan. Is now. now, I don't think it's because he's jumping on a bandwagon. He just loves the city of Cincinnati. 
and he wants good things to happen for the city of Cincinnati. So he gets behind it. That that's what his it's genuine here. And I would love to see Miguel have a smile on his face uh, when there's a parade uh, in Cincinnati. So I think that's why I hope I'm wrong here. You know what this team reminds me of? And I'm, I'm throwing this to Fred to see what he thinks. The 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 the, ba- the Bengals sort of remind me of that when uh, the 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 Rogers Super Bowl, like they come in and they just start gaining all this momentum through the playoffs. No one's really expecting them to win. They blow out the Falcons and they're like, ooh, and they sort of come in all the Steelers. You know, Ben Roethlisberger, they'll take this. Packers are too yeah, young. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good point. I think they have a better. The Packers had a better team and a better offensive line than 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 this, <laughs> the Bengals. It's not hard to get a better I offensive think I, line. I think Cincinnati's got to bring not only an A game, they've got mm. to bring some, you know, I don't want to say trick plays because that's a little cliche, but they've got to give them a lot of different looks. Um, and it really is going to be, can they handle that? Can they handle, handle that uh, line? Can they handle yeah. their defensive line? Yeah. They've got, they've got to scramble them up. Um, yeah. Secondary is just going to be the secondary, but they've got to be able to protect them. They got to get out of his hand, get it out of his hands faster. Yeah. Um, They've they've got to keep that 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 secondary on their heels a little bit and not assume mm. all. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, could, hey, look, any given Sunday, and we've certainly seen that uh, through the playoffs as far as the favorite team lose uh, several case, cases of that. So um, I, I'm hope I just hope it's a good game. Oh yeah, I mean I think to Coop's point to avoid this blowout, I think Chase needs to have close to 200 yards and two touchdowns. And I think Stafford needs to throw two interceptions. I think Stafford needs to turn the ball over and they'll lose. Uh, you know, I like, I like Matthew Stafford, though. Um, and I'm really glad he's in a situation that he's got a chance to win. Um, I really do. I like him. He's, I mean, he, he, did his, he did his time in Detroit. I mean, he the did, best thing did, about Stafford is he keeps, he keeps his team in the game and he keeps your team in the game. He, he, yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> He does. That's what's amazing about you, right? But he's got he's got a guy. I mean, who I think was the MVP this year in Cooper Cup. I mean, I think yes. He, I mean, he's got a big game. Yeah, I mean, he's a big time receiver in there, and uh, you know, and I I actually, actually was really wondering. Imagine if 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 Aaron Rodgers had a player like that. I mean, seriously, what what Aaron Rodgers would have done this year? As I, I was actually thinking that because uh, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from the receivers Aaron Rodgers has, but Cooper Cup had that kind of a season this year. You know, it's like a career he, season. Yeah. He needs to. He, if it, what, like, I can't imagine what Aaron Rodgers would have done if he had a defense like that. No. Or a coach like Sean. Ooh. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> well, how, how many right, Super Bowls does right, McVay won again? Oh, he's got this yeah, is the second one he's gotten. To. How many, wait, right, but how many has right, he won? Because I thought they had to win him, Coop. Um, let's take yeah, baby to steps and <laughs> I get thought they had to, to win him. Where's your look. oh 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 okay now we're data mining to get your data let's get into it all right go ahead <laughs> okay so let's be honest here did Matt Lafleur do a good job in that National Football Conference Championship game this year let's be honest I I'm gonna answer that but I'm gonna answer that with in in, in a longer route okay and analyzing okay and analyzing a few things about this because one I mean obviously we've been very vocal about your trashing right. Matt Lafleur all year and so I like have that. been bashing mm-hmm. and I have been bashing right. so so here's here's my sixty seconds of that right. one is is that you know obviously there's always the well you've got Rogers so I'm gonna say a couple things one is mm. if you take you know 
you can't Rodgers or no Rodgers, but let's let's give him credit for having Rodgers. The last, you know, Matt LaFleur is the winningest coach ever in the history of football for his first three years in the league as a head coach. That that that's in the history books. Can't take that away from him. Now you can play the Rodgers card, but I'm gonna say the three years prior to Matt being there is also almost 50-50 for the Packers. Same quarterback, matter of fact, probably slightly younger and probably slightly faster, and was just as wise then as he is now. So I have to give credit to coaching. The other reason I'm going to give Matt Fleur some credit is, yes, it's hard to coach a good quarterback. Maybe not as hard as a bad quarterback, because then you got to worry about everything else. But when you have a good quarterback, you get to take your eye off the ball, so to speak, and concentrate on the rest of the game a little bit. But Rodgers pretty much leaving at the beginning of the season, it is a lot harder to coach a guy that wants out and rally that team together and get put together than anything else. Absolutely, so Fred. I'm actually yeah, credit I'm, on that. I'm, yes, I agree with you so, on that part. So I am going to def- – and he also dramatically changed the culture in there. Mm. He walked into the locker room on day one and saw all the pictures of all the old Packer people up there, and he says, this is awesome, right. and we need to move these pictures into the Packer Museum, but this is not what we are. He let them come up with their own playlist for workouts. He is a, a player's coach. They like him. The other thing I'm going to say about that is, and, and this is this is the, the part that, you know, is going to get Coop, you know, nasty emails. But basically, yeah. I am more looking at this point. If you just look at the data, you look at you only have three years of the floor. If you look at the data, I've got to put somewhat more emphasis on Rogers ability as a playoff quarterback more than I'm putting the ability of the coaching because Look at their seasons under LaFleur and look what it was. So did what was it bad coaching in that game? Look, that was a, that was a gunslinging fight. That was those are two teams that have knocked each other out of playoffs multiple times. Um, it was a gun was it poorly coached? I don't know. When Rodgers can't find a guy to throw to, that's not on the coach, that's on the receiver, that's on the tight end whoever's doing blocking. Is that really coaching calls or is that literally that Rodgers has you know I, I pulled up I pulled up the numbers so there's been so these all these QBs have been in the Super Bowl more recently than Aaron Rodgers Eli Manning Tom Brady six times Joe Flacco mm. Colin Kaepernick Jeez, Russell Wilson times. twice Peyton Manning two times Cam Newton Matt Ryan Nick Foles mm. Jared Goff oh, Patrick Mahomes twice and Jimmy Garoppolo they've all been in the Super oh. Bowl since since Rodgers was in the last one so I'm gonna have mm. to put a little bit of weight off Lafleur which I know that's the, the trashing Lafleur and go look. If I go just off Rogers' record and I go just off LaFleur's record, I got I gotta go, okay. It's not I don't know that I don't know that on that particular game that you're talking about, I don't know that it was poorly coached. It was a gunslinging mm. fight that was a great match. Coop. Um, first of all, the point you made about Rogers this 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 season and what LaFleur had to do with him, Fred, I'm gonna say you are hundred percent right. He has to get he has to get credit from me on that. That's an impossible situation for a lot of coaches, right? And that could have easily imploded on him, right? So oh, he, yeah. I have to give him credit on that. There's, there's, that would be wrong, and, and it's a very good point. But let's go with Fred, 12 men on the field. Wasn't it 10? The one you're talking about? I'm sorry, 10. Or, said, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Okay. But, 10 men on the field, but, yeah. But it- is I'm that, sorry, is, that a, is that a coach move or is that the assistant coach that's the special teams guy that fucked up? You're, you you, you know, are the, you mean, are the head coach. That is your responsibility now, in the end. If, you, want, if you want to pick, yeah. he took responsibility. If, yeah. if I was to pick, if you want to, if you want to say a coaching error, I don't know that he coached the, the game wrong. It should have been 
you put up with the fact that your special team sucked all year and you didn't make oh. a radical call three quarters away to promote <laughs> oh, your God. second in charge to promote yeah. your second you're in right, charge of right. special teams and give them a shot was a mistake. You should yeah. have brought in a higher gun. So Thank that you. I will say on as far as being head coach, a very poor decision. So there's there's a couple coaches out there. Uh, three coaches I'm gonna name right: Chuck Knox, Marty Schottenheimer, Don Coriel. What did they all have in common? Is that like poor playoff success? No Super Bowls. They have yet yeah, poor playoff. It's just I've seen this now three years from Matt Lafleur that he. This was my what I said all year. A big January game. Something, you know, it's I still put that on the leadership of the coach. Fred, you've made some extremely valuable points. I'm not dismissing them. But now this is three years in a row. Well, There's so got to be is, a point where you have to get over the hump here. As a so coach. is Andy Reid. Well, Andy Reid just I, lucked I, out. Well, I, Andy Reid was another one for a long time. Yeah, it, yeah. Look, it's Tony, it's Tony Dungy leaving Tampa, then all of a sudden Tampa going to the Super Bowl when he's out of there. I, I, oh, I, I think that brutal. that's that's a fair argument, Coop. I think it's early to have that expectation from a coach that's only a third-year coach. Yeah, third we year. raise that bar because we're holding him the same way we hold Tiger Woods. When Tiger Woods you, comes you in fifth place, we're like, oh, man, Tiger Woods sucks. I think it's fair. You're talking the NFL, the best of the best, and we expect him to go all the way to the Super Bowl. And, and and if you're going to say that because he has Rogers card, which is fair, then you have to take the opposite side that he didn't make a whole lot of Super Bowls long before LaFleur showed up. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's an early conversation. Look, let's have this conversation in three more years or four years and say, okay, LaFleur cannot close in the playoffs or whatever. But I can't honestly say that in that game that they were out coached. That was just a good game. You, you can make an art. Dave, you said it. Andy Reid, right? So Andy Reid, his first four or five years, was in the same boat as Matt LaFleur. Winning yeah. a lot of regular season games, falling short in the championship games three years in a row, and four out of five years, something like that. So it, you're right. For, you guys are both right on that. That could change. I, I When I said all year, do I think Matt LaFleur is the worst coach in the NFL? This I'm not putting him into some of the, the problems. Oh. I'm not putting him into what the problems we've had in New York. All I said oh, there is he has to prove it to me in the playoffs, and he hasn't yet. That that is those the whole basis of my argument. This is not saying Matt Lafleur should be fired from Green Bay or anything. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying right now what I'm seeing, and I said the same thing about Andy Reid in Philadelphia, uh, 15, 20 years ago. So well, you know, I, I mean, it's it's, it's 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 early to quick call a coach when he's only in his third year and he's got you the playoffs every single year. Yeah. You yeah, know, I mean, it's, it's, it's just it's early yeah. to say that, you know, whether would he coach differently? I think he would have changed his special team attitude somewhere about three quarters of the year because that was yeah. that was clear. And I don't know, by the way, if that wasn't a three quarters of the year going, hey, they're going to get their shit together at some point, because I don't, I don't know that there's a bad strategy. Our defense, the Packers defense was stronger this year than it had been in a long time. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean. Know. Yeah, I mean it's it's Bill it's Bill Cower, right? It's like the 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 coaches that and and the Steelers stuck with him forever until he finally got his and Super Bowl. The, and the, remember when he got it, he was like a six yeah. seed. He was the six yeah. seed and went through the playoffs that year. So I mean, I think it's like I said, it's fair. It's too early, obviously, to say whether he's like you know. I think you obviously say that he's good. I mean, based on you know the records and stuff, because McCarthy. I mean. Like, 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 uh, like, he's 36. Uh, 30, yeah. I mean, or well, whatever like, it is. I mean, so well, it's like McVeigh. I mean, Stafford put that ball right, like hand delivered it to that D back and he dropped it. 
Yeah. Like that that guy intercepts that ball and the and the 49ers win. We're having the same discussion yeah. about McVay. Look, like you they blew look- all this stuff to get one quarterback and you know, you're out again. You know? Yeah, I mean, you're going to see a lot of questions raised about McVay if he loses this game. Um, I'll tell you that. He's, McVay's in a very tough situation right now. I think he's a great coach, by the way. It's uh, just such a fine line. It's just such – it's so razor yeah, yeah, yeah. thin, really. Yeah. How can you how can you give him great coach and you give LaFleur zero love whatsoever in the same yeah. show? Um, okay. Get him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, fair Get point. him. Two points. Look at the look at what that look at the first of all, look at what that team was before he got there. They were awful. Okay. They were awful under Jeff Fisher, right? Green Bay was at, 50-50 before LaFleur came in. They, yeah, but, they, but, they but, were but the Rams were in. the Rams were off the Rams were like bottom of the league. Okay. Let's uh, kind of, that's let's, fair. That's okay? fair. Um, yeah. Second thing is he has gotten to a Super Bowl. So he has gotten over the hump once. Um, and I think that has to go go in his favor. Okay, but isn't there isn't there a little bit of any given Sunday that two out of the three years, they were only one game away from the Super Bowl. I mean, that's pretty freaking okay. close. That's pretty good. Cool. <laughs> yes. I mean, that, that that was, that was, that, okay. That was my, that was my whole problem with your, with your argument of it when we were going back and forth was, is it was either you go all the way to the Super Bowl and win or you're not worth anything. And I'm like, come on, you're one game away. How many teams have right. to say that? If, if Matt LaFleur went to say they didn't make it. Okay. Here's what I'll say. If Matt LaFleur would go coach the bottom of the barrel, which is the Giants, I'm not sure he could turn the culture around there. I actually have a little more confidence. I don't know yet. I don't know, yet. I don't know that he couldn't. I'd have more confidence in Sean McVay doing it. You have to have some talent. And the argument and that um, – so I smoke cigars with Ike Taylor, and he's very insightful on a lot of stuff about that. But people talk about Rodgers and, 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 you know, if he had so-and-so and if he had so-and-so. I Rogers can hit anybody. So I mean, he's got could he people. do a little better? But I mean, when you look at his roster and by the way, he had Devonte Adams, which Devontae Adams is pretty good. Records. So, so he had, he, he had a guy, he had a guy. So I, I think that, you know, Rogers can spread the ball just as much as Montana used to be able to spread the ball. So I don't know that it's, it's this ultra star receiver that necessarily he needed. I think it's just everything else has to come together. Yeah. I mean, all I got to say to Coop's point about McVay being a, a great coach and turning that club around. I think his best decision was hiring an offensive coordinator like Matt LaFleur, who was also a good coach, to help him turn that club around. Oh, <laughs> oh interesting. <wait. laughs> oh, I forgot that. Coop, Coop just muted himself. You're muted. You're muted, Coop. You're muted. Wait, I don't know. No, LaFleur came from Tennessee, guys. He didn't no, come. he came. He, no, 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 no. He was the Rams, and then he went to Tennessee, and then he went to Green Bay. Why, why was he let go? For, why did he leave the Rams? Like, he helped rebuild the team. You, you're the one who said that he gets all this credit for rebuilding the team, and he was rebuilding the team with Matt Lafleur. He also had Wade Phillips on defense, though. That's two years. Wade Phillips did an amazing <laughs> job with that defense. Oh, Wade Phillips, come on! Wait, well, look, okay. Wade Phillips. Okay. I take okay. him. As, anyone would okay. take him as a D. You would take him as your DC tomorrow in Green Bay. A- anyone. He's a great defensive. Not a good head coach. Great foot, but a I don't know. I th- I, right now, I, I I think we're okay defensive wise. I think it was a special teams nightmare. Um, I think it was. Like, I think it was. You know, I think it was totally special well, teams. Well, and, and, I mean, their only touchdown was a block. Joe Judge is available, guys, and he was a special teams coach. Just Joe uh, Judge. You want Joe Judge? Woo! I, I don't. I, I don't look. I don't look at the block punt like you know it happens. I don't look at that as a no. I agree. You should mishap. But when but when you get a kickoff and you know basically you keep dropping the ball on the kickoff or you get yeah. I mean, it's get, part of it. You know, that yeah. guy gets. 
that guy can run back 40 yards. I mean, that's special teams nightmare. Yeah. I mean, so we'll, we're settled. The floor is a good coach. Coop's going to get hate mail for this segment like he does for all of his, all the segments. And yeah. Uh, yeah. there we go. By the way, the over under is 48 and a half points. Oh, God. Yeah. Take 48 and a half. Take, take the over on that one, guys. And by, the, well, and by the way, the yeah, the 10 men on a field thing, really, how many times do we see a blocked field goal? It probably wouldn't have mattered. It, yeah. It, that's a fair point as well, but it just showed the discipline on the sideline. I think was more oh, to point okay. on that. Yeah. And, and yeah, look, I you know, look, the special teams coach has to be accountable on that as well. There's, there's no doubt. Wait, uh, what? I mean, they fired him, didn't they? I think they I'm sure that they did. I'm sure they had to have. I mean, how could you not? Yeah. But that's the, that's where someone should have made a call. That's where Lafleur really should have made a call, really around week 12, 13, 14, and go. Wait a minute, this is this is not working. Yeah, yeah. You know, special teams special teams is not largely made up out of you know guys that that's all they play. It's guys that play yeah. other positions as yeah. well. So at some point, three quarters away through the season, Lafleur, I'll give you this, should have said, you know what? Let's carve out a little bit more time for special teams practice. Was he so focused on defense and so focused on offense? There wasn't enough time going, you know what? Okay, we're going to send you all to special team school right now for an extra hour every, you know, practice something. I think that's where that's the mistake. But you learn from the mistakes. Yeah. Agree. Agree. Oh, right. good football talk. Good football, yeah, good football talk. Dave doesn't get a lot of football talk. So we I don't get any it. football talk. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Australia, not all that uh, highly uh, followed. Yeah. Rugby. Yeah. What? We there got go. the, 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 the nations are going on right now. Mm. Yeah. That's true. Rugby it up. Yep. Oh, who won Scotland, England today? Who won Scotland, England? God dang it. I, know, I would say probably England, but I would I would have to look. I don't know. All right. I, What's next? Half, halftime shows. Let's half-time get it. Let's shows. do it. That's what they do. Uh, Scotland won. What? Wow. 2017. Ooh. Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. Get, yep. get Lafleur over to England. Sort that out. <laughs> yeah. yeah Joe Judge over there. Special teams. Special teams. Yeah. <laughs> we got a halftime show, so I'm pretty excited about this. Are we? Are we? Are we not going to agree on on the number one halftime show? I, I'm sure we're going to diverge. Well, I think we're all going to agree on it. I think, but I have a couple. Ooh, of I don't know. Going to do then. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what your picks are, but I know so, what mine so is. Just, but I think. So just you know, I have. I have greatest halftime show, greatest performer, and best single song that I'll wrap up at the end. But I think we all agree on what that greatest halftime show was. I don't think we'll have any doubt on that. All right, all right, we're gonna say it. We're gonna say it on three. Ready? Oh wait, I don't want to screw up the show. Can we say it on oh. three? Okay. Do you want, do you want to wait? Dave, it's what your do you call. Think, it's your hey, call. You're the guest. You're the guest, Fred. You you're the guest. Right. Right. Do it. We're gonna, we're gonna we're, we're all we'll all say what we say the number one Super Bowl halftime show was on three. Ready? One, two, three. Prince. Walt Disney. Oh no! Sorry, no, that's on my kidding. that's on my worst. That's on my worst. Walt Disney's on oh, my worst. Oh, I got a disaster. I have a, I have a disaster. I have a one. I have a couple of disaster ones we're going to talk about though. But, uh, all right. But I mean, can we, we can get into this? it? Because how, how are we doing this? Yeah. Well, my picks to to go to Coop has a bit of the history, but my picks sort of go through the history anyway. Because I just yeah. went like historical. I didn't really theme it, so we can just do it that way if you want Coop to save. Time. Yeah. Do you want Do you want me to just kind of go through some of the points I had? You just go through the quick ones, and then I'll yeah. just yeah skip mine. So okay, no, you don't have to skip them. Um, so I have a few. Just I'll, I'll kind of go through. So as we go through this, first of all, this is essentially a fifteen-minute concert that, that that is going on there, right? And you see some of them reach the stratosphere, some of them lay an egg, right? You're gonna hear controversy about. So we're gonna talk about lip syncing tonight because that's always been there. 
Um, it's typically, if you're a fan of these po- concerts, it's a bit of a diluted show because it's so condensed and it's so, uh, you know, you're not getting a very long show here. Um, but you see some of them make the most of things. But there were some trends that I noticed, right? And we're going to go through some of these. And Fred, as we go through these, just feel free to name any of the halftime shows you want or comment along. But just the history of this is it started out as college marching bands doing these shows the first three years. Then what they did is they said, all right, we'll still work with these marching bands, but let's have guests appear and start doing some themes around some of these things, right? Um, and that happened around Super Bowl four. Then you go like to Super Bowl 18 and Walt Disney brings uh, the production companies come in and start taking this over. So it's not just the marching band on the field or whatever. Now the production companies are taking this over. And then Super Bowl 27, Pepsi comes in with Michael Jackson and the mini concert happens. Yeah. Right. Uh, you still have some marching bands and themes in there, but you start getting the uh, marching band concerts. Super Bowl 38, Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake, the nip slip happens. The NFL immediately panics. And what do they do? They go to the old timers circuit for a few years. Yeah, they did. Yep. That was not good. Yeah. Then the who lays an egg is what happens. Right. And I'll get the who does a disastrous show. Right. It was it was predictable. They were stale. It was the same stuff. And people say the NFL has got to get 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 with it. And uh, you see the, sh- the demographic shift um, and um, you start going to these more contemporary artists that you see with and then we've seen like alternate shows happen, like uh, you know, Beavis and Butthead did the Butt Bowl one year, where they another network ran a Beavis and Butthead episode, uh, and it was called the Butt oh, Bowl. Count, you had the, yeah. yeah, you had the Butt Bowl commercials in there. So, well, but I think ultimately the NFL does want to keep this audience tuned in at halftime, and they want to try to cater to someone who's the casual football fan. So I think that's why these shows have kind of gone in the direction they've gone in. Yeah, I mean. Some of the halftime shows, so like to Coop's point, like some of them that I had down was like before 1991, like you said, it was all marching bands and a lot of HBCU or historically black colleges, universities, marching sure. bands. Rambling like was in there. Rambling. Yeah. Southern. Um, so on the song list, I picked one from the Bishop Drumline because Bishop College uh, was an HBCU. It was it closed in the 80s. Um, and the University of, Mar- University of Michigan played a couple as well. So there's a lot of like marching bands and stuff, which I found bizarre. I didn't, I didn't know. And then 1972, Coop, Ella Fitzgerald did, did the halftime show. Yeah. With Matt, Matt the that, Knife. That was when they started introducing this. Like, like I said, they started bringing guests in with the marching bands. So I think Ella Fitzgerald was like one of the earliest ones that came in there. And then... 77, I had, like, we talked about Disney. Disney's done a lot of halftime shows. They had the Mouseketeers to a halftime show. Um, yeah. But that, what, 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 I, what we're probably all going to talk about starts in 1991 when they had the first sort of pop act. They had New Kids on the Block uh, with Disney again. But the New Kids on the Block in 91, and that sort of kicked off sort of the, the contemporary halftime show uh, from that. I mean... And then, and then I just have a couple that we'll talk about here and there that sort of, cause sort of passed then the halftime show became a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, what were some of yours, Fred, or halftime shows that you. Well, I, I think I look for something different in them. And, mm. and maybe I'm along that lines of, you know, the ca- when it comes to halftime, the casual aspect of it, though. But what I the ones that didn't make my list as far as I made like a top seven list or whatever I made. 
Um, the ones that don't make my list is I generally don't want a concert because right. I can see you in concert. So it's a so, good show. That's exactly the point. Yeah. I, I, I like Maroon five. I thought they did a decent job, but it was like this abbreviated concert that it wasn't a spe- spectacular aspect. Now mm. you get somebody like Prince or Madonna that Oof. are true divas in their category. That's, that's okay. You pulled it off, you know, yeah. cause it's, you know, but then I, I look at some of the sleeper ones for me that I'm like, did you put on an entertaining mini show that's not like I could have just seen you at the, you know, at the Amway Center or, you know, the Sophie <laughs> right. Stadium or the crypto, whatever stadium it is. Um, you know, so I look I, I, I thought that uh, and, and then I look for missed opportunities. So for Maroon 5, I like it when you don't know who the other guest is going to be and somebody comes mm. out of nowhere. If Maroon 5, when they played moves like Jagger, if Jagger had come out unbeknownst to anybody, would have been one of the most awesome things ever. It, yeah. it didn't happen, obviously. Um, so I look at people that just kind of owned it and 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 put on a, a showpiece. Oddly enough, like, you know, Katy Perry with Lenny Kravitz, I thought was really cool. I agree. She comes in on a friggin' giant lion or whatever the heck yeah. it was. Um I actually liked the Jennifer Lopez Shakira one, even though it was two, but it was two performers sharing a spotlight, totally just but putting cool on a show. It, if they could have did one thing together, Fred, with that, how much would that have been better though? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But I agree with you yeah. on that. And yeah. Then, and then, and then there's, there's ones like I thought the year 99 was Stevie wonder, Gloria Estevan, big voodoo daddy. I thought yeah. that was a cool one. Mm. Along yep. that light, also '97 was Blues Brothers, James Brown, ZZ Top. Um, yep. I want something that I'm not normally going to see. I don't, I don't want to see the weekend getting lost in a in a in a mirror funhouse thing or whatever. Like I want to see, I don't want to see a concert unless they're just like Prince Madonna level where they're doing it. Now Justin Timberlake, I thought was good. I thought Bruno Mars was good. But that just looked like a concert. Just like you took your regular concert and you did three songs for me and you threw a bunch of kids on the field to make it look pretty. <laughs> yeah, I have right, a lot Coop. to say on the Bruno Mars stuff. We'll get to that. I know. But he did this, like, uh, what, two or three? Yeah. Two but, at least. But, but I have I'll, I'll, I have a different take. But I agree with Fred in general what he said. Um, you know, and I think that was the problem with the who. Right. The who went out there. They did. The Absolutely. Same, Absolutely. They did the same stuff that you've seen a hundred times. They didn't try. It was like they just came out there. They took the check and played. It wasn't that they were no, terrible. Like, if you like, get if, if yeah. you're going to go that route, you get a band that has not been together for 20 years to come. Yeah, together. right. So right. there was there was a moment. There was a yeah. moment where when when only Lennon was gone, if you could have got the Beatles together and had Julian Lennon do his dad's song because he has the same voice. If he could have done that. That would have been an epic, spectacular going, oh, my God, this doesn't exist. You put these people back together out of nowhere. That's something cool. Mm. That, mm. That's another point I had, too, with uh, McCartney. Yep. And we're going to get to that one. Yeah, I agree mm. on, on all those points. Um, and like I said, it, it's, you know, we look, they can do this, right? Because they've done these at the, like Live Aid and Live Aids where you have these mini sets. It, it's very possible to make this work. And you don't need to lip sync either, by the way. Mm. So what were some of the 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 best ones that you all had? Because I guess one of them for me or one of them, I don't know if it's the best, but it was sort of, I guess, for the NFL at the time for this Super Bowl is probably a very important one was the one right after 9-11. And that was U2 in um, 2002. They did Beautiful Days, Streets Have No Name. I think 
it's memorable in the sense that like historically it was the first one after uh, the attack and, the, and there's sort of a lot of um, time spent into like how that halftime show was going to work. And so there's a lot of like emphasis on it. And there was a lot of like buzz around it, I guess. It, I guess in terms in a vacuum, I don't know if it was the best show, but like, well, you know, in terms it, of historically. It, it missed the mark for me in the same way that it missed the mark when you go to Detroit and you don't showcase Mo- Motown. Yep. Type yeah. Thing. You know, it's like, you know, so, so, okay. So this was nine 11 post nine 11. It's a big deal. You didn't even get an American band. Right. You know, I mean, so, so I think you missed the mark. I thought it was a good show. It was a YouTube yeah. concert. We've all, you know, we've probably all seen him in concert. At least a lot of people watching yep. have, um, you know, so I think it, I think it missed the mark on that a little bit. Um, nothing wrong with the show. Just if you're going to go mm. for that moment, that was, you know, why not, why not get in it? Why not bring in a U.S. band? I don't know when the when the contract was signed for it though is a good question. I mean that was that's the only, fair. But that's but fair. I, but they usually sign it. I think my guess that's usually something that's announced mid season, not preseason. Yeah. Right? No, you're right. Uh, that's yeah. That's probably long. But yeah. I but they could have found a way to guess guess someone in there, right? And, and but here's the thing I thought that was a significant show because I remember this. You two said we are not lip syncing. Like there mm. were people who wanted them to yeah. lip sync in the production, and they said no. No, we are not lip syncing. And that was a that was a big statement they made with that that year. I remember that. You don't have to they don't have to lip sync. These people are doing shows all year long in front of stadiums. Yeah. You know, I mean I mean you, you gotta now, look you, bring, you bring in an artist, you bring in an artist yeah. that can't recreate it because they can't sing live. Yeah, you shouldn't have brought in that artist to begin with. That's yeah, exactly. And look, these productions are amazing. You gotta still look at how they move like logistically, how they pull these off on the field in less than a half hour. I mean, they get everyone on there. They get everyone off there. They move the stage. Equipment's tuned. I, I am a little sensitive to the fact that, you know, sometimes it doesn't always work well, right? But, you know, so, um, and that's why these are not going to be the, the greatest concerts of all time. But I'd say you too, they did a very admirable job with that, considering they were dealing with all those logistics and everything. Like I said, it's not going to go down I as saw, the greatest. I don't, remember, I don't remember where I saw I don't remember where I saw it, but I remember seeing a special on the crew that does the halftime show and the logistics right. of having the stuff ready and on and mm. off and stuff like it was pretty. I don't remember where I saw it. It was pretty friggin impressive. Yeah. You know, mm. what they have to do in a 30 minute period. I mean, and just think of the, you know, they'll have, they'll have, you know, and, and how many kids are on the field or dancers yeah. or whatever. How do they get I everyone mean, off yeah, the I mean, field that fast is what I am amazed I about. Yeah. yeah. That's the part I'm amazed about getting them off. So what were some like either like huge ones for you, Coop, or some bombs or what? Let's yeah, take um, a couple off your list. Here. Um, yeah, I want to go through. Yeah, so the first one I want to mention because I like the theme ones, right? And this one's one that's close to me because it was the first Super Bowl for the Giants, and uh, it was a, and it was, but at the same time, it was they were holding that in Pasadena, and they were saluting Hollywood's hundredth anniversary that year, so it was a big year. And they kind of brought in uh, some of the marching bands. And I did this. There was a, Walt Disney actually produced this, right? And they actually did a good job. I loved how the bands did did a couple of like contemporary songs in there. Like they did uh, Kenny Loggins' Footloose. Uh, they did the theme from Flash Bands, What a Feeling. And I think the bands pulled that off really, really well. And if you go back and watch that show, right? It's such a simplistic show compared to what we see today, right? There wasn't these, these logistics, but I thought they did a nice job at highlighting Hollywood that year. Mm. Like Fred said, you know, if you're going to have it in Motown, and I'll get to Motown, right? Yeah. That, that, was a good, that was a good show to kind of showcase Hollywood that year. And I think they did, a, NFL did a nice job with that one. 
Another one that surprised me was uh, Super Bowl 23. The Elvis impersonators come in there, right? <laughs> that was the yeah, Elvis impersonators. Yeah. That was, and that was, um, I think that was the Cincinnati San Francisco Super Bowl, I want to say. That was um, good. Yeah, and that was really good. Um, they did, uh, you know, they did um, Do You Love Me? Um, and then the Grease Lightning thing was really cool how they all come in on the, on, the, on the bikes and everything with Grease Lightning. I thought that was another one, like, again, this is going back to before we brought in the megastars did a nice, nice job. And if you go back, you can watch some of these on YouTube. It's an entertaining halftime show. You know, it's not as sophisticated as it was that, but that one was really cool as well. Um, you want me to go on, Dave? I have a couple more. I can talk. Yeah. About. I've, I've, I've right, so, of... so I got to talk. I want to hear the dogs. I want to hear the dogs. Yeah. Let's get the flop. We talked uh, about the I am gonna, right, I'm going to skip ahead, but then I'm going to talk about some of my highlights. All right. Super Bowl 32. The Motown 40th, which yeah. wasn't even done in Detroit. <laughs> this was this was nothing short of a complete disaster from top to bottom. Right. There was absolutely no energy here. The production mm. was poor. Boys to men were flat. Right. Mm. Um, they I mean, if you want to say what was OK with that, it's uh, the temptations do get ready. And the ensemble of everyone that does dancing in the street. But there was no Diana Ross. I know Diana Ross had just performed a couple of Super Bowls beforehand. There was no Diana Ross. There was just so much missing. Mm. That show should have been. I understand they wanted to celebrate Motown's 40th. Barry Gordy could not have been happy with it. It was so low energy. I'm like, this is Motown. This is Motown's yeah. 40th. It was, it, was, it, was a, it was an absolute flop on that one, to say the least. Uh, that was probably my most disappointing one. Um, another one that was disappointing, but then got saved at the end, was Super Bowl 37. Shania Twain and No Doubt come in there. Um, and what I didn't like about that was kind of what Fred was talking about. It was like two separate performances. Like first Shania Twain's mm. out there. She does a decent yeah, job, but yeah. man, I feel like a woman. But, you know, then No Doubt comes out and they do their thing. And it's like, man, this is like, really, this is kind of like, uh, are, they, are they cashing a check? And then the last song comes out, and it's, I think it's one of the greatest songs performed at a Super Bowl. Sting comes out and starts singing Message in a Bottle with, with Gwen Stefani and the No Doubt Band, and they steal the show. I mean, it saves that show from, like, being a yeah. disaster. That is the best single performance collaboration that I heard. Uh, and, and, and Sting and Gwen were really into it at that point. And it was, I think it's the only time I've ever seen them perform together. So it was something unique and it closed out that what could have been a disastrous halftime show. It's interesting. Cause you're saying, I, I was saying that and not, and one of my shows that I really like is the Coldplay one from 2016, but not because of Coldplay because Beyonce came out and did formation and it was incredible. <laughs> So it was like yeah, she just yeah. totally hijacked that show. Yeah, I mean, totally, yeah. just, just totally hijacked it. Yeah, I, I agree. It was the same thing. So sometimes it can I happen. Never would, I, I, I wouldn't pick Coldplay to do it anyway. I, I find them too subdued, and I like Coldplay. No. but I mean, just to put, I, I, I wouldn't have seen that anyway. Um, yeah. But it, it was kind of like we were saying with Bruno Mars. It was like they had a bunch of flops, and then people were like, "Oh, we like the Bruno Mars one." So it's like, oh, let's have them do it again. Okay, so I got to talk about the Bruno Mars one. Can I talk about the Bruno Mars one? You, you, liked, you liked it if you were a Bruno Mars fan and you appreciated what he did, but, I mean, it's just kind of like it was just like a Bruno Mars concert. I mean, right. like, okay. So I, have a, I have a completely different take on that. I was one of the guys, like, why is Bruno Mars performing the New York Super Bowl? 
Like, why is Bruno Mars here? Why isn't Billy Joel here, right? Why isn't Bon Jovi? Because Springsteen already done it. Why isn't Bon Jovi doing this, right? Bruno Mars, like, and we're sitting there. In my opinion, I was sitting with a bunch of older guys, guys my age, and we were all grumbling about this Bruno Mars halftime show. Bruno Mars comes out there, and we're all getting into it. Like, this is, like, and I wrote this in the notes. We were all getting into it. It's like, this kid is doing Look what he's doing out there. And his heart was into this thing. You could see it. You know, he was really. But that's what you're. That's what you were saying about energy. That's what I was talking about. He brought the energy. Got out of Prince or Madonna. He 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 is like we all I'm like Bruno Mars. Really? But he owned it. He owned it. Uh, look, and a lot of guys who didn't maybe wouldn't give him a chance. You know, we came out and say this kid's not bad. I, you know, his music was kind of a, a lot of the older guys related to the style of music, like Philly sound and stuff like that. I, I actually started listening to Bruno Mars after that. that. That that was one that actually converted me. And I was like, wow, mm -hmm. he really represented that New York Super Bowl very well. And I was really pleased with it. Um, is it my favorite one of all time? But I think as a I think he gave a I, I think he was the best performer of the Super Bowl, not the best performance, as I want to mm -hmm. say. I think Prince was performer and performance is where I'll go with that. So what are some other what are some uh highlights for you fred like some like this show is like well i think the jumping the shark moment was you know one the disney ones were you know cutesy and and held on to that era too long uh it's when they decided going hey we're going to tap into the commercialization of it or we're going to yeah. try to showcase our rides the indiana jones themed one was stupid oh, yeah I, agree. I mean it was it was just like oh my god it was just you, you're trying way too hard to get me to go to disney and go on the indiana jones ride i i agree i thought it was too much i just thought it was too much you didn't need to do it you just didn't need to do it you didn't need to go there no no oh man I would have had a, yeah, it was, I just didn't get it. I agree with Fred. I did not get that at all. Like I said, I liked when Walt Disney produced the 100th anniversary of Hollywood, but this thing was like, you know, it's, it's like what Fox does with their pregame show. Well, I should just blame Fox. All the networks of their pregame shows, now they just like, mm. they have to go into this entertainment angle. They have to do skits. They're promoting their new shows. Just give me, just give me what we, we want to hear. You know, we don't need, we, give us a distraction from that at the Super Bowl for one day. I, I love how the Fox uh, pregame for the Green Bay game, they're all wearing jackets when they're filming outside the studios in California, but they're all wearing winter gear like 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 they're at with the, the fake game. snow. When the one, they had the one with the <laughs> yeah. fake snow, the one with the fake snow. Yeah. My wife I mean, and I, she's like, I'm where like, are they doing I'm this? Like, I said, California. So I see palm trees. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean. Because now, like, when you're talking about the concerts, now it seems like if you don't have, like, 17 people do the halftime show, it's like, not, like how many are doing this one? Like, because they five, don't want, six? They don't want to risk another, like, who moment where it was just, yeah. like, you know, if you lay Well, in and you, do, you, don't have the, you don't have the divas. You don't have the people that yeah. literally, single yeah. performer, yeah. you know, that can pull that off. I mean, I think we all want that, but come on, how many of those people are there really? Well, wow, one of them is was Prince. That, oh. that we all think is the best one. No doubt. No doubt. No I, doubt. I'm gonna I'm gonna say even more about the Prince one, right? Gro look, so Fred, I don't know. I've told the story in the show, but you don't know. So my dad used to drive Michael Jackson several times, right? He got to know Michael Jackson, right? Uh, my family was big Michael Jackson fans through my dad, but I was the rebel, and and Prince was coming up, and I thought Prince was the better artist, right? 
But when you were a Prince fan in the 80s, you were ostracized. Like Prince is a clown. You know, it was all you know, he's, he's whacked out. Right. And I think that carried over for about 20 years. Then the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing happens and people see Prince do that guitar solo and they, they start to look at him. Oh. When that when that Super Bowl performance happened, that was like the next that was the full circle for Prince. He suddenly that Prince hate went away and like, wow, because they saw this guy, what he did in the in the weather conditions he did to deliver what he did. Mm. It, it's it. And again, was it Prince's best performance? I don't know if it was, but man, you had to give him credit for that. That was a driving rainstorm coming down during that whole thing. Uh, well, when, and, and you know, when, when Prince had passed away, I've never seen an artist that has died that the entire rest of the music company is talking of how talented that guy was, how awesome. I mean, they were, the stuff yeah. that Prince had nothing to do with his own performances. The influence he had on music, the songs that he wrote that he that nobody knew he wrote, yeah. the, the influence he had was was so far reaching that no other performer has had that. Mm. I, I yeah, and it was like I would have never thought that in like 1986 when he came you out wouldn't. with like he came out with that movie uh, Under the Cherry Moon. It was a disaster. I get it. But um, and everyone was making fun of him with that. Then the, then the whole symbol thing happened. You would have never thought that. But but I think a lot to get to that point, Fred, was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame concert. And then that Super Bowl performance did a lot for him. Um, yeah. It really did. It turned the whole thing where Michael Jackson, when he died, didn't have quite that same homage. Because it was unfortunately I wasn't, thing. I, I, I wasn't a Michael Jackson fan. I appreciated his talent. Uh, I do, too. Uh, yeah, um, he, I mean, he was absolutely a performer. Um, and I appreciate that his music really wasn't mine. I didn't really listen to him. It wasn't my thing, but I mean, I did go, man, this guy, this guy's an artist. It's by the way, the same way I felt about Lady Gaga. Um, you know, I'm like, I'm not really her, not really her music, but she, she, she was this generation's Madonna. She mm. owned that stage with her costumes and everything else. Mm. So what other good, what other favorites do you have either Fred or Koo? I think I named mine. My because the only other thing it's interesting because the the halftime shows for me recently have been kind of like a mixed bag in that like yeah. other than the Prince one is like like Katie like you brought up Katy Perry coop like I'm like oh yeah and then Missy Elliott came up yeah and I was like oh my god like that that's amazing like Missy Elliott yeah. she hasn't been around in a while that's fantastic yeah yeah and and then so it's for me it's been a lot of like uh like you talk about with the Shania with the with Sting coming out, it's been a lot of like, oh, I'm kind of lukewarm. And then like one of the guests will come out and like save it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I got a, I got the second best halftime show. Here we go. Diana Ross. Small World After All. Oh, oh Diana, Diana Ross. Diana Super Bowl 30 in Phoenix, right? Which is her hometown, right? Or, or was uh, a 10 song medley. Okay. That encompassed her whole career. And they kind of did it from, they did it from Supremes. They went in chronological order. They did it sequentially. Yeah. Yeah. Which was amazing. So you get things like you can't hurry love. I think the two highlights were when she did reach out and touch somebody's hand and ain't no mountain high enough. She did her cover of I will survive, which was one of our newer songs at that point. And then that helicopter goodbye when the helicopter takes her away. Mm. That was like, you yeah. know, that was a moment. It gave you a moment. If you were in yeah. that stadium, I bet you like this is really cool. Probably didn't get the same thing on TV on it. But I imagine if you were in that stadium. No, um, oh, you had to be that, that 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 was a mic drop moment that ended probably better than any of them. You know, 
Although yeah. Prince's Purple Rain segment uh, is is pretty Ooh. pretty impressive as well. <laughs> I mean, oh, it was. You can't argue that. But that's what I looked. That's why. That's why I had Katy Perry on my list. I mean, her just coming out on a friggin' lion, you know, for Roar was like, I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Because it needs to be the, the it needs to be bigger than life. Not a big concert. The performance. Everything has to come together bigger than life. Now, this year's to give a people a sort of thing. So this year we got wait, Dave. Eminem. We get, can we? Oh, there's a couple more I want to hit. But are you can, oh, we go hit back to, can we go back to those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to go back to, I don't know, Dave, did you have, did you take this one off Madonna? Oh yeah, you can. Yeah. No. Okay. Cause I want to comment on the Madonna one, right? Unfortunately, the way this was set up, if you've seen Madonna live and you saw that halftime show, that was not a great Madonna performance, right? Madonna's performance has a lot more acrobatics, dancing. It's, it's very high energy. I just don't think they could have pulled that off in a, in a big stadium on the floor like that, unfortunately. So I was really disappointed because I was expecting her to do like jump and all that cool stuff that she was doing with the acrobats and stuff. I thought that one was lacking for that reason. It was just probably not the, you know, she just couldn't do a halftime show like that. Unfortunately, I think logistically it was going to be impossible. Do you have other ones to, yeah, you the other, to touch on? I just wanted to touch on McCartney's as well. Oh, um, yeah. Because here's the thing, again, he he played it safe, right? He did four songs, right? And again, it was kind of like The Who, but at least this is what I'm going to say about McCartney. He did Hey Jude, and Hey Jude is a big audience participation mm. song if you've heard him do it live. And at yeah, least yeah. he pulled that one off again at the end. It was an average set, but it was a pretty good to do the Hey Jude and get the whole audience in, engaged in that. Um, I thought it was a, was a pretty good moment. At least he made the most of it. Um, I would have loved to have seen him do what Diana Ross did, 10 songs, Beatles, chronologically. Mm. But, but okay, I, I, I can let that one go as well. It wasn't a bad show, but uh, at least, again, I, I think that got saved at the end. There was a moment at the end, that Hey Jude moment, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, thoughts on this one? Yeah, go ahead. So you got Eminem, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame uh, nominee, Eminem. Probably going to get him. Uh, Snoop Dogg. Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige, and Dr. Dre. So it's interesting because you got a lot of like, I guess, uh, foundational acts in hip hop like Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. I mean, even Eminem to an extent. And then you have Mary J. Blige in R&B is I'm a part of the Blige Hive, so I'm very excited for that. Going to get a bit of family affair, hopefully. <laughs> um, and then Kendrick Lamar, who's sort of the newest one on, who really people are hoping for another album. So I'm wondering too, if this halftime show is going to catapult a record much like Beyonce used that formation to like jumpstart lemonade. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I mean, this has got like Pepsi all over it. It's a highly sponsored, like you can't see a picture of this act without Pepsi on it. The um, songs have been announced already. It looks like. Have they? I haven't seen that. I've just seen the act. I, I can I'm read very... them. I can read them. Oh, is it family affair? Tell me it's family affair. Family affair is number eight. Yes. It's, it's, so it's still DRE, uh, Gin and Juice, Drop It Like It's Hot, The Next Episode, The Real Slim Shady, Lose Yourself, Humble, All the Stars, Family Affair, Nothing But a G Dang, and California Love. When, uh, it's a good ooh. medley. Yeah, good medley. It, it's a good medley. It's a good medley. And I think even if you're not an art, a, a hip hop fan, I think you may have some stuff in here that will interest you. It's interesting because I think Dre's worked with almost everybody on here. I know Eminem and Snoop Doggy has. Um, yeah, I'm sure he has. 
when's the last time Dre's been out rapping? I don't know. Because I don't know. But no, don't if know. there's one artist I'm really looking forward to on here, and it's probably not the one you'd think, it's Mary J. Blige. Oh, ho, ho, ho. I think she can really steal. The, I think she has a moment to steal this show. I think she's gonna have a moment to steal the show. I don't think she can steal the show in that lineup. I think she's gonna surprise hard. You. It's hard, but I think she could. I think she's gonna surprise. She's really good. She's really good in a live setting. Yeah, Do but we... is she good in the Super Bowl? Is she a Matt Lafleur in the Super Bowl? I don't know. We'll, see. <laughs> well, is, she... is it? Is this gonna be? I look. I don't think she's gonna cash a check like the who. Is what I'm gonna say. <laughs> so. <laughs> I think I think uh, you know I think I think Snoop Dogg. I'm kind of I'm kind of hot with you know kind of high on him. I should say uh, I'm not a big Eminem guy, but oh. I, I think he certainly has earned the right to do a Super Bowl halftime show. Oh no doubt. Sorry, I'm st- no doubt. I don't still know really collaborating. Uh, yeah, I don't know who's collaborating together. That's what I want to really say. I'm still reeling from Fred's Matt Lafleur comment. I, I thought that. Was- yeah, who's the Matt, who's the Quinn? Who's gonna have the big lead and they cough it up at the halftime show? Uh, Kendrick Lamar, maybe. <laughs> see, it's interesting. I want to see how many albums come out of this show, right? Because right. like, who's doing an album? Yeah, yeah. I'll be very interested about that. Well, Eminem, you know, obviously, I think they they probably had a gut feel he was going to get the Hall of Fame nomination this year, so they kind of went with that. So Eminem's going to have look. Eminem's getting in to the Hall of Fame. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So I, I mean, think he's going to be the one that steals the show. Eminem is. I mean, lose yourself. I think, so. I think I lose think yourself so. could be that song. I think lose yourself could be that song in there, and that setting and that audience. And I, I just see that. I, I can see that. I, I think Kendrick Lamar, especially if he has a new record coming out, might just like set the whole thing on fire. Like he might just flatten it. But because people have been wanting a record, a new record yeah. from him for a couple years now. But is everyone going to come out with uh, Dr. Dre for California Love? That's kind of what I'm wondering if they're going to do. Oh, they're going to surely. That would be a. I, mean, really, I don't know how yeah. they. Yeah. I don't know how they do that. Like yeah. I don't know how they like police. Like yeah. I don't know how you manage that. But. Oh. oh I would have liked. Guys. I would have liked though. Again, maybe pay homage to the L.A. rock scene. Would have been pretty cool with this. I guess they can do it next time it's in L.A. But you know the L.A. rock, the, the whole glam thing or something, but. I think they're kind of worried about the dem- losing some demographics right now because I think, you know, that's going to appeal to guys who are 50 and over. You know, if you go back yeah. to, like, bring Van Halen's and stuff like that in there. But it'll be... I'll be interested to see how they pull it off because yeah. it's a lot of star power for a short amount of time. It is. It's, it's, yeah, it's probably, one of the, it's probably one of the big, biggest all-star lineups I can think of. And that um, and that may that may be its undoing. That may be in a post conversation of going, look, you didn't get enough of everybody. You should have cut out a few. Yeah. I mean, but Do you we think argue- there's going to be is there going to be a surprise? Do we think? No. Uh, how could there be after all that lineup? You have five. You have five megastars in it. I mean, the only thing is, you, you know, it is more of a hip hop focused halftime show. Um, so I think what they need to do is hopefully it's a performance that does like what Bruno Mars did that kind of connects with some of the other people. I, I always say give the halftime show a fair chance, right? Whether you like the artist or not, give it a fair chance. You may get something out of it. Um, this is not my favorite lineup of artists per se, but I, I, I'm, I'm excited about it. I want to watch this halftime show is what I'll say. Oh, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll be really interested to see where it goes. Yeah. Oh, I'll just watch Family Affair now. I'll. I'll and turn it there we off. go. Yeah, there we yeah. go. I mean, yeah, but I, I don't think they'll drop a <laughs> well, special we'll guest. We'll see. Like, 
you know, I don't think they'll drop a, a special guest in like uh, Sting or. I don't think they can. Yeah, it would be cool They're, if they if they had live instruments and had like like a guitarist or something or like a drummer or something. Yeah, would be cool. Like have Slash there or something playing guitar on some track or something it would be kind yeah, of. Yeah, then cool. bring Booty out. Uh. <laughs> oh. Um, final thoughts. Um, wine. I have a I have a couple of final thoughts, but I don't know if anyone wants to go first. How about you, Fred? You're the, you're the guest. You are the guest of honor. I, I, no, I really don't. I'm looking forward to it, and we'll we'll see what happens. How about you, Coop? Because I I really don't have many other than uh, like I said re- in recent years, I've been more looking for like the guest star than I have the main act in a lot of the shows. Yeah, I had uh, five artists who never performed the Super Bowl halftime show. And and I'm just kind of I don't think they'll, and, I, and I think only one of these may happen. Right. I don't think the other yep. will happen. Frank Sinatra obviously won't happen. He never did a halftime no. show. ACDC has never done a halftime show. OK, that's interesting. Billy Joel's never done a halftime show. He, I think he's done a pre-show concert, though. Right. And Elton John's never done a halftime show, but I think he may have done a pre-game show one as well. And Dave, here's the fifth one. And I know this is the one you want. Taylor Ooh. Swift. That's interesting. I think she's um, coming. I think it's going to come. I think that day is going to come. So I don't think she could carry her own show. I think it would be like like an ensemble, maybe have an all woman show. Yeah. Like have her. Maybe Beyonce, maybe the chicks. So Beyonce and the chicks could do, you know, daddy lessons together, which they did at the CMAs. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe an all woman show with her. I don't think she could carry her own. Um, just because, like we're saying, like it's really hard to have one unless you're Prince, obviously. I don't. She's not Prince. Yeah, I mean, of the modern artists of the last ten years, fifteen years, Taylor Swift would probably be the top one who hasn't done. You know, that's at the top of the list. I would say right now, who hasn't done it? Because yeah. Lady Gaga's done it. Uh, I I don't think they're ready to Beyonce's put Billie Eilish. It. I don't think they're ready to put Billie Eilish as a solo. She wouldn't have the energy. She, she wouldn't have, have the any arena. You need arena songs. You need an, an arena song. You, you you need that. I just yeah. You need that exactly. Um. So and look, I think the days of the '80s artists and the '70s artists doing halftime yeah, shows are, yeah. are, are they'll come in in a guest role at this point. Uh, because I think the NFL recognized again. They have to start catering to the cells of the demographic. Otherwise, they're going to they're going to be tuned out at halftime and they're not going to. Well, yeah, I mean, this halftime show is what 90s, early 2000s, mostly except for Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, it, it is. But I, it's still not 80s and 70s as well. No, I think, I think you can but, still but, tap- but, it, but it's a it's a polarizing genre to a lot of viewers. It, it, it's it, it's tough. I mean, look, I thought the Shakira Jennifer Lopez one is good. And people just lost their shit over some of that as far as how horrible it was. They were the, on there. The Black Eyed Peas got debt bashed, I remember. Yeah, oh, I mean, so I, I mean, you know, I mean, if the Black Eyed Peas who does have crossover among different demographics, um, you know, this one could be a little bit polarizing, but I, I hope everybody approaches the way Coop said earlier is that, you know, look, give it a shot. Yeah. You know, yeah. See, see what it is. You know, like I said, you may come out of that and you may say, like I said, that Bruno Mars moment, at least that we had uh, when I was watching with those guys that night, um, mm-hmm. it, may, it may happen, um, which is good. So, you know, I was my, one of my questions was, is anyone excited for the halftime show? I, like I said, I think, Fred, you mentioned it is a little polarizing and, and you, you may get guys who just can't stand hip hop, but you're just going to tune out. But I'm I'm not going to be the guy to tune out is what I'm going to say. Um, yeah, good. 
That's yeah. just, that's how I feel about country. So you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just, but but yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and um, I had one other point. Let me. What was my other point here? Uh, I, I, let me say. I'll, I'll say one thing right. before you say that. You know, when we talk about Polaroid, I will like. I'm not a big country person. I can listen to it, but I mean, bottom line is, just a great performance from any category can have you go. You know what? That was a great performance. It's not my music, and I'm hoping that's the takeaway on something like this. Yeah, I think mm. so too. I think so too. Like, and I and I mentioned, I think that I mentioned, I said Prince gave the greatest performance. I think that Oof. Bruno Mars, though, the way he approached that show, won a lot of respect from me. Uh, and then I still think Sting and Gwen Stefani is a version of a message in a bottle I'd want to hear over and over again. Um, so it gave me a moment of a song performed in a unique way. And maybe that's what I'm hoping we get out of this halftime show this year. Something like, you know, that's pretty like, maybe lose yourself or something. Who knows that if there's some collaboration something memorable. Yeah, that's what you want. That's what you hope for with some of these things. Um, it would be super cool if they do, because they can't all be on stage. It'd be super cool for one person to start, then the next one come in, this person disappears, and another one comes in halfway through type thing, so they have this handoff going down their progression to be kind of yeah, neat. Because yeah. it's, it, it's, it's the two artists that are unrelated. It's that sting moment, like you said, where the, they collaborate together and they rehearse together. That's what's really cool. When you see something mm. you're not going to get to see in the yeah. wild. Yeah. Mm. yeah, exactly. And I think there's got to be a moment with the lineup they got because this is yeah. one of the larger all-star lineups we've seen again i you know weekend last year I didn't really do much for me yeah. um you know unfortunately you know but uh but uh, this has got me much more interested this year mm. the weekend the weekend just played it it was safe but you walk, it, you they, walked out of it and you're they, just they like, had to play it safe okay, they didn't yeah. know what kind of crowd they were going to even have last year so there was a lot of issues with that they, they didn't know if they're going to have people in the stands with that yeah. so so there's a lot you have to give them you have to cut them some slack too because they, they probably had to prepare a couple of different ways. Uh, they, the weekend yeah, had to prepare yeah. a couple of different ways that um, that had to be done. So I'm sure there was, you know, so I, I, I'll give a yeah. pass. I, I'm not going to bash that one at all. So we get some new music. So too. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, there's nothing wrong with the weekend one. It just wasn't a Super Bowl caliber show. Yeah, you need the I, energy, don't you? You need yeah, that. You need but the I, energy. But I, but I think unfortunately that was just impossible circumstances. It really was because they didn't even know if there were going to be people in the stands up until like a couple of months beforehand. I don't know what what, what was the lost in the mirror funhouse thing. I I I mean, I'm like I don't. <laughs> yeah, that, you know? yeah, I hear you. I, nobody had wanted the weekend to end so bad as when they watched that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, bang, yeah. Uh, send send any complaints to Coop at. <laughs> I can't believe you said that, Coop. <laughs> what? Wow, why would you say that, Coop? Uh, no, right? Why would uh, yeah, you what? I didn't, do I have to turn? I'm going to turn off my mic and stuff again. <laughs> I love how, like, you, 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 you turn off your mic and your video, and it's like, I was never here. Yeah. <laughs> so when everyone he's watches like this meme again. Of, he's, he's, he's the meme of Homer Simpson disappearing back into the bush, you know? <laughs> I love it. Oh, this oh. is like... <laughs> What I can't my Zoom it's breaking up I can't hear what are you saying Oh, yeah. oh by the way Sh Shaggy's got to Shaggy's got to be on that list too I have to put Shaggy Shaggy, on. Shaggy would Shaggy would rock it uh, I just say he would he would do have all reggae little reggae have, have all the Marley yeah. kids do it Ziggy Marley yeah that would you bring be a little, have all yeah. the Marley kids yeah. there's like what but, six of them that you yeah. that could do it together yeah. but but I bring up Shaggy Damien? yeah but I bring up Shaggy because of the weekend it wasn't me. 
You should just play right, that. You brought it all back around. Brought it all back. You should around. play that every every panel show. You should just play that me. song. Yeah, Jackie. Yeah. yeah, no idea. <laughs> uh, cigars, Coop. Do you want to talk about how our cigars finished up? Yeah, um, I'm still smoking mine. This is a big. Yeah, that is still a lot on there. Yeah, is, is that just it's, slow? No, it's a big 58 ring gauge. Uh, uh yeah, and I have uh, said I have the bay door open, so the, the burn is not good. But I tell you, what, this has got a couple years of age on it. It's a fantastic little Florida Minicana. It's just quintessential little Florida Minicana flavors you get. Some of the peppers, some of the sweetness, some of those hay notes. Um, it's just if you're a little Florida Minicana fan, I think this one that they released a couple years ago for, for the Miami Super Bowl really, really has, has stood the test of time. Mm. What I liked about that cigar, and I, I think I have two left. What I like about that cigar, and it, and it's true, by the way, I haven't had the California one yet, but um, it, you could literally phone in that cigar because your sales are going to happen because it's Super Bowl and look, there's a football on there. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and Lido doesn't. It's a mm. good cigar. No. It's a good cigar coming out of the factory. It really is. And what they do is, hey, if they don't, they tend, what happens is if they have extra allocations, because they don't force these on the retailers, they start offering them nationwide. So the, these yeah. cigars have been a little easier to get over the past few years, uh, even at your local brick and mortar. Uh, they've made enough of these where I think it, they keep it limited enough, but there's enough of these where you can really enjoy them. And like Fred, the big point you make is this is they don't mail it in. They they really they really bring the A game with these cigars every year. Mm, I got to track one of those down. Mine, I've smoked it all the way down pretty much. I just got this little bit left here. Uh, due, to, uh, due to customs in Australia, when I bring these in and shipping, I tend to smoke it all the way down until there's... <laughs> Nothing left. I'm gonna get <laughs> Yeah, but it's that's, it's that's twenty dollars in that. Yeah, twenty dollars after the band. <laughs> oh God, tax has gone up at uh, Australia, my friends. So I'm smoking these down. But uh, yeah, right. no, it's a uh, it's a really good cigar. I really like the size as well. Um, it's it's really good. I mean, it's strength and body are balanced really well. It's not overpowering, but it's not too heavy. It's a very good cigar. I don't know how many people are carrying it, but it's it's a good cigar. You I got get, this from Hustler. Yeah, you can get them. Um, and I hope they bring it back as like an annual PCA cigar. Um, and like I said, this I think was the first time. This is made by Luciano Morales' factory, uh, which was like our small factory of the year. And mm. one reason I think we gave it is he's just been working with a lot of different types of tobaccos. I think this was his first broadleaf attempt that Luciano did. So nice job i mean it, it this was a hot cigar at the trade show too it's a great uh, cigar i mean it, yeah. i see i see your point though coop because like it's it's a darker cigar with a brown band with a brown footer band yeah i just would i would have loved to kind of i would have yeah. loved to have seen them I, I think a lot of that had to do more with the time frame than anything yeah uh because all these guys were really you know people were really rushed to get these pca cigars yeah. out this year and i'm sure they had the blends ready but the packaging has been an issue this year. So uh, again, I'll give them a pass on that. Maybe they change it. From, if they bring it back, they could change it with a band. Um, it's not the most popular size either, but if you're a crown heads fan, you're I not like disappointed with this. You're, you're going to love it. Well, but in general, yeah. not everyone is a, like, this is more of a Lonsdale type of size. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, but I think it had a lot of interest from retailers at the trade show, despite the fact it was a Lonsdale. So that's good. I, they brought it in. Yeah, it did very well. Uh, any other final thoughts on anything before we get into new music? 
Nothing? No no TV anybody's um, watching? Nothing? My cigar oh. finished out good. The Cavalier, um, what oh, I, I liked about that. it is that it's a it's a uh, it's it's less than medium for me. It's it's, it's a fairly mild cigar for yeah. me, but um, it's got floral tones, which is not usual in that type of situation. But there's there's no bitterness at the end of it, which because sometimes is where where some of the some of the newer you know yeah. people blending and stuff it kind of turns in there. Um, so there's some quality tobacco there, but um, it doesn't it doesn't lose its pace, it doesn't lose its flavor all the way through. A couple little change ups, but nothing major. Uh, I don't like drama in cigars. I just want it to be the same relatively all the way through. Uh, maybe a little bit of strength variation, but uh, solid, solid cigar. I'll, I'll smoke another one. Yeah. New music from Hustle. No, I, mean, I mean, like, I mean, like, right after this, I'll go smoke another one. <laughs> I mean, I mean. <laughs> oh, oh, Dave, I have a TV show which is related to music. So, can I mention this real quick? Go mention it real quick. So, I've been on a Mary Tyler Moore uh, kick lately. They've been right. They've been putting the reruns on um, Pluto, right? I started watching them, um, and I didn't realize how great that show is, right? It, it's a, it's such it's complex characters, and it's just. But the theme song, right? You know, uh, "Love Is All Around." It's a song by my Sonny Curtis. Joan Jett and the Backhearts did a a punk version of that, which is like off the charts. Like I, I kind of was like just kind of kicking around. I forgot they had done that, right? So I don't know. I just got into that Joan Jett and the Blackhearts version of Love Is All Around after watching some of these Mary Tyler Moore reruns. Hey, nice. Yeah. I'll check that out. Yeah, it's a, she's a great. They do a great. It's one of they do a great job with it. They really it's a completely different version. Yeah. So new music. Well, I mean, some, some, okay. some of us saw the show non Pluto when we were watching. <laughs> the I did show too. I, was I, out, I, but. We won't we won't get into age demographics here, no, but uh, I, I watched always the, love that show. I watched the last episode, <laughs> but I can tell you I watched like early seasons of that and remember it. So uh, uh, but I, I, yeah, but it was such a groundbreaking show, Dave, um, for female characters and everything, too. It was it was really good. Well, it's I'm, got a little I'm, resurgent, you know, Bet, Betty White was on it, so it's got a little resurgent. I think that's why Pluto's running. Betty White, that, passing, yeah, well, probably Betty, Betty White played like a, a not a very likable character on that show. So it's out of the mold for Betty White, by the way. If you're, if you're into like Golden Girls, Betty White, this is different. This is a little more of a backstabbing Betty White, like conniving, a little sarcastic. It was, it was mm. a pretty good character by her. If you're, if you're a Betty White fan, you want to check check out her role on that. Mm. Yeah. All right, new, new music, 45. New music, Coop. Yep. So Cigar we got, Hustler. Yeah, we got to mention Cigar Hustler, located in Deltona, Florida, not far from Fred Rui. Um, they have a great selection of uh, cigars, boutique and uh, tried and true brands. Uh, they carry the Postani brand of cigars, which is which is uh, uh, the brand owned by the cigar hustler owners, Mike and Greg. And uh, great store, great customer service. And we always mention if you can't get Cigar Hustler, um, go go to their website, get on their mailing list because you will find out about their limited releases and their new arrivals before anyone else. And they go fast. So um, you definitely want to check that out for sure. Um, and then, of course, you can check out the guys on their A Cigar Hustlers podcast, which from time to time they talk about other podcasts like ours. So, they do. Um, they talk about Coop. Yeah, they talk about No, but they do a great job at it, too. So, uh, um, and uh, But Mike's a little upset right now because Tom Brady's not in the Super so we got to get he would be give him a little love here he would not have liked uh he would not have liked going to that game but he's a loyal bucks fan i'm gonna say this he was a bucks fan before brady got there so uh he was a season ticket holder for a long time and he's taken his yes i I give him a lot of he's a true bucks fan 
Um, that's where I got this cigar. And as the dedication show comes up, we do the last Calaveras every year and he still has some. So he doesn't have every size. Uh, he doesn't have any samples left, but you can go pick some up there. That's good to know because I need I actually has, have one for the show. So I need to get a couple more of those. So I didn't yeah, pick them up there. He's yeah. got uh, so uh, I, about five months ago, I was on a guy's trip and uh, I actually came across a shop and I was able to procure a box of 2014 Las Calaveras. Wow. <laughs> and so so I was with I was with about 10 guys um, in the cigar industry, guys, actually. And, uh, you know, so I, I kind of I shared like, you know, top layer kind of gave everybody one. And, you know, I go to smoke it and I'm like, is this going to be as good as I remember? Like a lot of people don't know in Las Calaveras. It's not the same every year. Yeah. Um, so the second year, everybody's like, oh, it's not as good as the first year. I was like, well, it's a, t- it's a different cigar. Yeah. And if yeah. you didn't have the first year, you would have liked 2015. If you didn't have 14, 15, you'd have liked 16. Have. Yeah, um, yeah. so, so I wondered, I'm like, is it as good as I remembered? And it was phenomenal. So then I, I, I smoked a few more and I, I gave a few away and then I'm going to the box and there's not a lot left. And I forgot there was a third level in that box. And it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it, 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 and, and, and like, I go to pull the cedar. I'm like, oh, there's like six more or whatever was in the bottom. I'm like, I was so happy. But now there's only like, I think I have four left. Matter of fact, <gasps> I had a friend over, a friend over the other day and I broke him, broke him out, but I'm hoarding him so bad. I gave one to him. I didn't even cut one for myself. I'm like, <laughs> I had something different. Cause I'm like, but they really, they really are good. It's a great, it's, it's, it's a great cigar. And they, what, what was the line they brought back that was, um, it was La, based off that. La Imperiosa. Which, thank you. Yeah. Which is, which is a great cigar. Uh, and, great cigar, what, but. Uh, I agree. What's nice about La Imperiosa is it's not a, it's not a duplicate of those sizes. So they came out with a different right. set of sizes for that, um, which give you a whole, like, cause, cause John got beat up on that. I think very unfairly. I, yeah. I, and I think the way he brought it back was, look, he, he, he came up with different sizes. It was a different name, but he never tried, you know, because we always say, I always say every size is different. So, you know, and there's something unique about different sizes. And I think there were a couple of sizes in a lot of Imperioso that, that actually impressed me. So they do a short. He's really good at shorts. Yeah. The, uh, the Juarez shorts are back. Shots are back this year. So. What's the what's the one with the M? And I always forget the name, which is stupid. Mildia, simple name. Yeah, Mildia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Brian Brian McGee is always, you know, I'm like, hey, can I, you know, I'll be at his house and like, hey, can I get the one with the M on it? And he's like, you just can't remember Mildia. And I'm like, <laughs> for whatever reason, that one I can't. I mean, it's like it's not this. It's not like some of the other ones that are hard uh, with other brands. But anyway, I love that cigar, and that's a full production cigar. So mm. yeah, that's it, and that's coming out of Pachardo, uh, Luciano's factory. So. Again, you just look at what they're doing. That was a, a monster hit for them uh, a couple of years I've ago. O- I've always said, I've always said, and I've said it on numerous shows, it's like, you know, the guys that are cigar smokers, you need to pay attention to the factories because you're going to find that mm. the cigars that you're liking are coming out of the same factories. Aganorsa is a very good example of that. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you really need it. You really need to heat map factories. Yeah. I'm surprised one of the bloggers haven't done it or one of the, one of the media guys haven't done it to really take these cigars and, 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 and go, you know, figure out a way to, you know, follow the factories, not just the brands that you follow and not even just the countries, but follow some of these factories. And you're going to be surprised. Some of your favorite ones are going to be from, you know, these two to three factories, probably. That's why we do mm. factory of the year awards uh, for that reason to kind of give that focus. Fred, I got to ask you a question because I know you've been, you know, obviously you've been with Dion at the Illusioni booth and stuff. Have you smoked mm-hmm. this Jeremy Piven Piv Robusto? 
I have not. I have not smoked. Fred, it. you no. have to smoke this cigar. It, he didn't. He didn't have it when when the show was last year, and it came um, out later. I, yeah, I have not. I, I, I haven't had it. it yeah, it, you have to get it. Um, it, 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 this is a incredible. It, you know, it made some lists late in the year. I think you're gonna see it on a lot more lists this year. I've been, Dave. I, I don't know if I sent you one or not, but you'll get one. Um, it, it to me, this is one of the best celebrity collaborations ever done. Um, the cigars right. is well, fantastic. It's off the charts. This and I, I would argue you probably had the, the best person to make a celebrity cigar as opposed to just churning one out and putting anything on their tobacco to get their name on it. Dion's not going to approach it that way. He's not no, going to he, make a bad cigar. Yeah. I don't think Dion has a bad cigar in his portfolio. You may not like that cigar because it's not your, in your wheelhouse, oh, great. but he doesn't have a bad cigar. So oh. when I heard that Dion was going to do that, I knew it was going to be a good cigar first and foremost, which like I said, a lot of these other ones that have done that go for a vanity cigar, you can you can throw anything on there and it's 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 not it's gonna miss the mark. Yeah, no, I agree. But you I think you'll like this one. It's using some of that Corojo 2012 from uh again, this is coming out of Topsa, which is Agonor's lease factory. Yeah. And you know that yeah. Dion's just Dion's very hands-on with the tobacco there. This is like I said, this is just he didn't have to put Jeremy Piven's name on to release this blend. He didn't have to, you know, this is a hell of a blend he's got. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I look forward to trying it. Mm. New music. What do you got, Dave? I got well. The first side, side A, is a band called The Smile. Now, what it is, it's a the track is "You'll Never Work in Television Again," and it's actually a side project with Tom York and Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead, and then Tom Skinner, who's the drummer from Sons of Kemet. And they just because of COVID and they had Glastonbury in 2021, they just put this band together and did a couple songs. And during lockdown, and now they're like releasing them. So they weren't released for a while. It was just sort of like they did the show. Now they're releasing some of them. And it's uh, if if you're familiar with Tom York's side projects, a lot of them turn into like Tom York making music on his Apple iMac, yeah. pretty much. Like uh-huh. very. But this one it has a really raw punk sound to it. It's it's back to sort of like. Radiohead playing instruments. It's quite a good song. So if you like sort of, I guess, the more instrument focused Radiohead sound, I think you really like it. Um, it's a three piece, so it's a bit different, but check that out. So it's so it's, so it's Radiohead. So I'm assuming they released the Malfi and bypassed their rules and everything. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they got they got it. It's uh check it. They only have two songs out at the moment. I don't know if they're releasing more or what the go is, but it's pretty good uh side b this is an australian music it's the whitlams with the last life which was a pop band that was familiar for a while here in australia they haven't done a record in 15 years um it's a fun poppy track i like the vocals if you're interested in australian music i would check that out on side b we got album archaeologies my first one if you want to do album archaeology we got to do this record coop it's beyonce's lemonade yeah, I knew you've been wanting to do this one a while. So, yeah, I love I this record. I know this you is have. one of the records I own multiple Copies. versions of. Right. <laughs> so I have that. I got one from Apple when it first got, you know, iTunes. And then I got the vinyl and I'll probably yep. get another vinyl when she yep. releases another one. Yeah. But uh, it's it's really good. Don't hurt yourself. It's really good. That's Jack White. Six inch is great with the weekend freedom and formation that has Kendrick Lamar on it who's doing the halftime show. So it has formation on it, which is we talked about. So check that record out. 
And Coop has an album archaeology that's going to set everyone on fire, get him more hate mail. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. So I'll just say it right up front. If you don't like Neil Young personally or his politics, <laughs> do not do not do this. Right. But if you want to give Neil Young music a fair shot. OK. Oh, no. Harvest. Harvest. You're a big Harvest, Harvest guy. It, that album's one of the greatest albums of all time. I don't care what anyone said. I mean, that album was is, a, is an amazing album. It's a landmark album. That's one that's constantly on the rolling t- high on the Rolling Stone album list. Yeah. Um, give it a fair shot. I mean, that's what I'm going to say. Um, and just listen it for the music. Um, you don't have to agree with it. But but give it before you kind of say Neil Young's garbage and no one cares about him. Just listen to that album. I, 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 I mean, that's what I hear. Neil Young's garbage. And I don't know how many people have actually listened to Harvest that, that have been saying that. So give it a fair shot if you're open to it. And then then if you don't like it and the album sucks, send me the hate mail on that one. Yeah. Uh, or if, if you don't like it, and you want to protest it, buy it on like some. Ex- you can't find our Spotify. Color- yeah, you can find our Spotify. <laughs> buy it on some color press vinyl and then send it to me. Yeah, that'll be a good way to protest it. Because I do agree with Neil Young and I love the record. So you could just do that. The, the album is just, I mean, it's one of the, like I said, it's a landmark album in the history of rock. Um, yeah. I don't care what, again, I, you know, if you don't like him, then you're not going to want to listen to it. I get it. Um, L- Linda gonna, Ronstadt on that record? I forget. I should know that. I think she is. I think she is too. Great yeah. record. It's, it's, it, it I, is. It's, I, I, it, I, 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 I lost my train of thought when you brought up Jack White because I'm like, man, I'd like to see him do a Super Bowl. Yeah, Jack White. That would be cool because with Jack White, he's got his solo stuff. He's got, got everything. White stripes. Yeah. Plus everything. He's, he's guested on so many records. Oh, that yeah. yeah. It would be amazing. Yeah. He has a new record he's out, like the, too. He's like the Paul Frazier of rock. Could he carry a Super Bowl though? But I'd like to see it though. No, well, I that, don't know that. that he, I don't know that he could. I don't know that he could. That's but, the, but that's the thing. If, if he did, if he did, if he came out did a solo thing, and all of a sudden Meg came out and it was a White Stripes reunion, people would go crazy. And then you bring out yeah. Beyonce to do a song, and the other people he's done songs yeah, with. Yeah. I think he could do that. I don't think he'd do it himself. No, he'd be the he'd be a a good foundation to whatever mm-hmm. it would be though because he's pretty far reaching and most people don't realize that. And talented, oh, absolutely, yeah, very much so. Yep, he did a song see with. Uh, got, see how I got us off the Neil Young stuff to try to you know minimize the hate mail to Coop. You know he produced he produced a record for Neil Young. So so there you go. Yeah. What he did he did one at, he did Neil Young did a record that with Jack White at, th- at Third Man Records that was recorded. I did not the, know that. I didn't know. They, I did not know that. They I recorded it. That. They recorded it like the old Sun Records. So it's all this like 1930s production. It was like all right. So let's ten let's years ago. Talk about that because then everybody's going to go against Jack White. Also. <laughs> so let's just let's just yeah. leave this out. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Just... That was a, yeah. I'm looking at that. Yeah, you're right. The A-Lot, he did the, a song uh, with wow. Electric Mayhem. Yeah. Dr. Wow. Teeth and Electric okay. Mayhem. Right. I never yeah. thought that Floyd okay. Pepper got the right respect uh, for the work he did with the Electric Mayhem. Electric Mayhem. Floyd Pepper was my favorite member of the band. <laughs> Floyd Pepper. <laughs> Send all your Floyd Pepper hate mail to, to Coop. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Floyd Pepper is pulling all of his shit off of uh, Spotify. He's not doing anything. <laughs> Floyd Pepper. You don't mess with Floyd Pepper. I'm telling you that. <laughs>
Don't mess with me with Floyd Pepper because that I'm going to get mad. <laughs> well, look, we, we, we got a lot of great memes out of the Neil Young Spotify thing, so that was good. So. There'll be a lot, and there'll be a lot more, I'm sure. <laughs> no, I think it's dying down. I think I it's hope dying so. down. I hope so. Listen to Harvest, guys. I, my, my, fa- my, my favorite, by the way, out of all the ones I saw that I can remember anyway, was that Millie Vanilli was threatening to take someone else's music off Spotify. Yeah, did you see uh, uh, James Blunt said that uh, in 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 protest, he's going to release new music on Spotify. I yeah. thought that was quite funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah there, was, Cooper- there was one about there was one about Nickelback also saying Nickelback <laughs> threatens to put more puts put more music on Spotify if they don't boycott Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, everybody trashes Nickelback. Their music sounds fine. Oh, it's, it's very good. Chad oh, Kroger is a pretty good song. It's it's this poor band that gets picked on for no reason, you know. Yeah, and then but hey, they'll man. be beloved. They'll be beloved fifteen years from now. You watch, people. Hey, you like what you like, man. That yeah. enough people like right. them to put out a record. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. I agree. Uh, lead us out, Coop. Before we start bringing Floyd Pepper and Roth the Dog in on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, Fred, first, thank you very much for being yeah. uh, on the show. Thanks for all the time. Oh, appreciate. Yeah, we, we, it. Thank, thanks for having me. I yeah, we'll have it. you back. I know we're gonna have you back at some point. So, uh, oh we'll, yes, we'll talk about that when that happens. Oh yes. Yep. Uh, so excited about that. Um, next show, stay tuned. I think we're finalizing when it's gonna be. Uh, most likely it will be Rock and Roll uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah. And then um, we are going to announce the 2022 version of Battle of the Bands. Oh, 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 it is soon. big, friend. Yeah, we're changing. We're changing the game this year, so it's going to be a completely different concept we're going to run with. Um, nice. But uh, nice. let's get let's get to the schedule, and then we'll announce what that's going to be uh, on. Uh, just once we find we, well, the reason why I don't want to announce it is we're I think we're flushing out some of the logistics with it. So once it I, will uh, be, it'll be out there. I made my draft board coop. I got like. 50 records on it yeah. in we're different bringing, different bring, categories. We're bringing in two other uh, people to run the run the board with us this year, to draft Ooh. with us. So in case we don't know, we draft, we do a draft, and then we rate, we, we form a team, we seed our team, and then there's a tournament within our oh, team to decide wait. who's going to the final four. But we have two guests coming in for that. Nice. So, um, nice. I guess I can answer wait. the guests are, right? Can I guess another guest are? The guests are in, aren't they? It's just dates Yeah, they're in. It's a, it's a Hector from, and uh, Cigar Surgeon. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So uh, nice. and I think I think nice. going forward, we'll off, we'll open it up to others every year. So I think it'll be pretty can't cool. wait to do yeah. that. But yeah, That's it's not going to be the same. That's it's fun. not going to be the same thing as last year, last two years. Completely different. So. Uh, so, yeah, we'll flush out. I want to flush out the logistics with everyone. Make sure everyone's on board with it before we you know, because everyone's not comfortable and we have to change some stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, thanks to everybody. Thanks to our audience for tuning in. Uh, that wraps up primetime jukebox into the annals of history. Uh, for this big game edition in early February. Enjoy the football game, and uh, we will see everybody uh, very soon. Take care, everybody. Go Bengals!